Let's be let's be serious here for a second. I'm sorry. That, just, br- that bromance between that, Frodo and Sam. Oh, that, that was yeah. They, they, that was they were bubbling way, ugly. Yeah, you know, that, that was like way Mr. too. Frodo, I'm so cold. Yeah, Come here, that, Sam. Yeah, mm. way way too. Mm. Yeah. yeah, But um, no, but like I'll take um. Stop ruining childhoods over here. <laughs> Welcome to the All American Savage Show podcast with your host John Burke and his far more attractive co-host me. Now let's get into it. That's what your mom said. A big tall house with rooms by the dozen Right in the middle of the town A fine tin roof with real wooden floors below There would be one long staircase just going up And one even longer coming down And one more leading nowhere just for show I'd build my yard with the chicks and turkeys and geese and ducks for the town to see and hear. And welcome back to the All American Savage Show podcast. I am your host, John Burke. That is uh, from Fiddler on the Roof, as many of you know, because I only play that when we have a Jew on the show. We got us our own token dirty Jew. <laughs> welcome back to the show. It's always good to be here. <laughs> it's like, you sure? Oh, like as, oh, yeah, soon, as soon as you walk up the park, it goes, hey, it's my favorite Jew. Yeah, no, <laughs> a- absolutely. I, I love, this is one of my favorite podcasts to do. There's no question about it. Uh, making sure we got the audio coming through nice and clear. How we doing, Rumble? How we doing? Uh, well, I, I keep, dude, I keep getting banned on um, on YouTube. Like, we get unbanned, or they'll they'll censor us, as, as you know, YouTube always does. And they'll, like, they'll cut the streams. I can't stream for, like, two weeks, but they don't notify me anymore. So when I go live on YouTube and I see it's not streaming, I like, oh, well, I must have been banned again. But rest assured, you can always find us on, um, excuse me, on Rumble. I do appreciate Rumble for what they've done as far as providing a free speech platform. God bless them. <coughs> Pardon me. I'm still getting over the the crud and the sickness, which I blame Josh uh, just fully for. He won't take responsibility because he never does because he's a Jew. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, let me go ahead and pause the thing. How have you been, brother? How have you uh, been since last time? We, I mean, it's been, it was before the war started. It's yeah. been like a month or two. Yeah, I mean, last time I was here was as a guest. I mean, in the last six months. Last time I was here was when you had um, Alex Alex Stein. Stein. Yeah, Yeah. that dude is such a trip. Oh, my God. Yeah. That guy, you got to take in small doses. I love Alex, but oh, my God, bro. Like, every time I see, like, somebody. Okay, that looks like we're good. All right, cool. Um, every time I see somebody going on his show, it's like, oh, God bless him. It's like, you don't know what you're getting into. Like, you don't know what you're getting into with Alex Stein. Like, he's going to be so off the wall random. And then throwing stuff is like, this is not this is not the standard conservative podcast show. This is like a trolling show. So. Yeah, and, and that's what makes him so much fun. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You were on it, right? I was never on the show. You were, I'll, I, I would I'll, love I'll to. I'll make the connection. Yeah, I'll I, definitely have you on. I, I yeah. would love to. Uh, I offered to take him and whatever. His, Jimmy? Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. Jimmy to... He said, hey, full auto on me. We can go to oh. Mr. Guns in Plano. Bro, uh, let me text him right now. Because uh, like, bro, cause he can make a lot of content with that. Right. And I'm happy to bring up. There's a, a range that I go to. I'm actually going tonight called Mr. Guns in Plano. I, I haven't heard of this one. And it's small hole in the wall type of range, mm-hmm. but it's new. So it's super clean, uh, great, you know, air filtration system yeah. on the range. And the way they designed it in the actual range part 
is that they can mess with the lights. So if you mm. want to film, oh, okay. they can really do so some it's like, cool it's things. So it's like a social media influencer's range? But that's what they did. Yeah. And I've, it's I've, smart. It's smart. It's smart. Yeah. I already hooked up one company based in Dallas here who nice. does a lot of social media <clears throat> with them. And they have a ton of full auto. I mean, oh. tons of stuff. And, I, and those aren't cheap. No, they're not like Those cheap. guns are not cheap. They're like, what, six or five figures? Uh, could be five figures. Yeah. Yeah. Depending I, on I what they are, that. so they let you shoot these bad boys. Yeah, I mean, you rent them, yeah. Right, but, of course, but they, yeah. They, you know, they have the the. Uh, I mean, you name it: MP5, suppressed yeah. K. They have Oof. Uzis. You see, uh, I, I don't like shooting that stuff because then it's like, oh, I gotta buy this. Like, well, do you have like fifty grand to just drop on a gun? It's like, no, I don't. Yeah, but it's you like also it's like getting blue balls. What's the point? <laughs> what is the point? It's like going to a strip club. It's like, what is the point in this? I'll tell you why. Okay. It's you to go to a lot of strip clubs, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's uh, what, what's the uh, enzyme that's released when you get really happy? Endorphins. Endorphins. Right. You talking about like serotonin? serotonin. And all the, yeah, Let yeah. me tell you something. I don't care who you are. I don't care what branch you served in. I don't care how much combat you saw. Mm-hmm. When the magazine is over, when you shot full auto, oh, you need a cigarette. You, oh, absolutely. You, you turn just, around. I mean, there's a reason why they call it the giggle switch, right? And, <laughs> no, and you always put the fun. weapon down, you spark one. It's like, was it good for you? It was amazing for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I, uh, I cannot tell you. Okay, so if we're going to bring up these stories, we would we go to machine gun range. We did shoot table 11, I think it was, or a qual range for uh, when you're doing machine gun teams in the Army. And on occasion, you know, if nobody was around, nobody cared, especially in combat, nobody gave a damn. It was that as soon as you get done with the engagement and, you know, you got that barrel glowing, you pull out a smoke and you just spark it right off the tip of the barrel. It's like, yeah, yeah. Cigarettes spark with violence. Just love it. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to make a shirt for you. It's going to have a I'll wear it. barrel and it's going to have a cigarette. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm going to. It has I'll, to, it has to have that. a reference like once you're done with sex, though. It's like the afterglow isn't just after sex or afterglow. Brought to you by, you know, AK-47. I don't know. Screw you. I should make that shirt. <laughs> what am I giving you shirt ideas for? But no, uh, I would love to take you, me, Alex. Um, I don't know if I trust Alex with a full auto. I don't know if I want to be around that one for that. Alex crazy. He's crazy. He'll get somebody killed. Possibly. No, I'm kidding. Right I'm kidding. No, but uh, no, I think it would be a fun night. I think um, so, too. Yeah. I, I'd call. I'd, I'd arrange the whole thing. Yeah. Um, it'll be cool. I just texted Jimmy. Um, and Jimmy's, you know, the producer, Jimmy's really, they're always looking for great guests, especially, you know, being that you're local. They'll jump on that. We'll get you on the show. Sweet. Alec, like I said, though, like Alex just, you've seen the show. It's just like, bro, it's, yeah. it's like going into, it's like going on reality TV. It's like, are you sure you're ready for this? Yeah, but you know, it, it's one of the things that the beauty is when you are not easily offended. Yeah, yeah. Oh, then, yeah. Then yeah. It, it's it's fun. Like, you're, it's energetic. Well, that's, it's not, but that's I'm not also, worried. That's one of the things that I have with him to where it's like, I, I can't take him seriously at all. Not in a bad way, but that's when you go on a show, he is just nonstop offensive for the sake of being offensive to trigger people, to show showcase the ignorance of the left. But then at the same time, I don't think I've ever seen him like be serious unless he's with me, which I really appreciate it. Cause they asked me to come back on the show. And I told Jim is like, look, bro, I was like, if you want to talk about the Israel Gaza thing is like, then it needs to be a serious segment. This right. is not something I just want to gloss over. And it's very difficult to do when you're put like right on the spot to say, Hey, explain your stance on the Israel Gaza conflict. And it's like, uh, this is going to take a second. Like, do you, right. you know, we can't just like, well, I support it. Here's why. Right. Um, well, I mean, which you could, but and you have to elaborate for a lot of people, but his show is like one that like, it'll get you good exposure. It'll, yeah, if, if you can, yeah, you can handle it, you'll be fine. No, but, I, look, either way, you know, 
You'll be good. Yeah. You'll be good. It's not like you're walking into a den of lions or anything. Right. But it's just like a lot, lot, lot of loud noises. Like I see half the women that go on the show, they're just, they kind of like, they get a little rigid because it's like loud noise and exposure. Because, yeah, he doesn't hold back. No, and I have four kids, so. Oh, you're loud, fine. Loud, Never mind. Loud, loud and you're noises, married. Yeah. You're good. Loud, loud <laughs> you're noises. Good. Loud noises. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I could, you know, you talk about like, you know, loud noises and relationships, being married, kids, whatever. Um. I don't have a lot of standards in my life. <laughs> Let me rephrase that. I don't, I, I have very few boundaries, but the boundaries that I have are very set in stone because these are things I do not cross myself and I don't allow other people to cross in my life. And one of the boundaries that I have just been very, um, it's been very, you know, superfluous, if you will, superfluous, how do you ever say that freaking word? Um, when it comes to Christmas, I feel that some of these boundaries, I can compromise to a degree, okay? Being you're Jewish, do y'all even celebrate Christmas at all? No, okay, no, 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 no fair no. enough. I know no. some people are just like, we don't believe in it, but we kind of, you know, we sing the carols, we put, fair enough. I mean, I, I mean, you killed Christ after all. Why, why would you celebrate his birthday? A bunch think, of Christ killing son I bitches. Think the, <laughs> I think the one thing, I think the one thing that Christians and Jews can actually lock arm in arm together around Christmas time is that we definitely... Money. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to stop, dude. I'm not going to no, stop. It's good. Is that we definitely need to ban Mariah Carey uh, on the radio. It, it's no, too, it's too no, much. It's I, too no, much. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm gonna, here's the next controversial hot take. I think Mariah Carey has turned to the Nickelback and Creed. It's like, oh, she's horrible. No, she's good. Oh, I'm not saying she's bad. Oh, I'm okay. not saying she's bad. I'm you just, just want to get her off the radio because it, it's too much. It's way too much. It, hasn't it always? Like I said, Hasn't it always been it, too much? It's like I explained to you numerous times. It's the same thing with if I were a rich man. <laughs> Jews between the ages of 30 and 40 hate go. it. I get you. Because we have seen that as right. kids so many times. Every day. Right. So yeah. it's the same thing. You know what sucks about that, though? It's such a great play. It's such a great movie. Um, as a matter of fact, the actor died like six uh, or seven months yeah, ago. Uh, he, he passed. To Topol. Topol, yeah. Yeah. And that was his, that was his thing. Like he made that, he went, he took that to Broadway, off Broadway. He was the character. Yeah. He played it for the rest of his life and did a phenomenal job. Yeah. But, um, I think he had dementia. Could be wrong on that. Uh, it's definitely possible. Yeah. But you were saying about, uh, boundaries, Christmas. Boundaries and Christmas. So one of the boundaries that I have is that I, I really feel that white lights on a Christmas tree belong in Macy's. I want my Christmas tree festive AF. I want it look like I want I want my living room, I want my house, the inside looking like somebody deported Whoville into my living room. That's what I want. So when Sheila wants like I want white lights, it looks classy. I'm like, "Oh god, here we go." Here. So I gave her white lights. I gave her the gold garland, the gold tinsel, and she even admits the tree looks like ass. It's like, "Thank you. It's got to be festive. It's got to be festive." But I bent that one for her. I bent it. And then last night, the very few things that I decorate, it was the TV center. And so last year, I spent a lot of money on the little uh, Christmas villages. There's, they're awesome. And, and so basically, if you don't know, it's like you know, they represent, like, look at, think of it like old town, whatever, uh, brick and mortar stores, the mom and pop, old beat up Chevy truck, just Christmas yeah. at home in the South, if you will, a little right. bit. So I drop like I think four or five hundred bucks on these things because they're not cheap and they're they're antique. They look beautiful and they have like you plug them in. They make the sounds. They do the the, the, the hanging and the like yeah you know right right right. And so I've gone full Jewish mode now. So <laughs> hold on hold on. <laughs> have you? What is that? 
You need Jews carry knives now? Oh, knives, guns, oh. circumcision. You need. Oh, that's how it's I done. I mean, are, are you I feel fully like Jewish or just <laughs> 80? Oh, no, no, no. Full Jew over here. Full, uh, full Jew. Jew. Yeah, parents made sure of that. Um, Mine is the whole killing Christ thing. But so I, I decorated the TV set stand. I just, all I did was I put the villages up on top. Then I put some, uh, some mixed lights, some colored lights, and it looked good. And she herself has told me, she's like, you know, you actually decorate, I'm paraphrasing, you decorate a lot better than me. It's just that you have a gift for it. It's like, I wouldn't say a gift. It's just that, you know, you look at magazines, you look at other people's layouts, like, I like that and I want to do it here. Right. And she does the same thing, especially with clothing and stuff like that. Um, but... When she tells me these things, I'm like, you're great at this. And then I decorate the damn entertainment center. And she turns around and says, well, and she, in the most loving way, kind of like, oh, bless your heart. But she says, she's like, we'll just leave it like that until company comes. And I'm like, oh, woman, oh, you are so lucky you have me as a man. <laughs> I was like, I have bent over backwards. No, I'm kidding. I'm making a whole big deal about nothing because I love the woman. So, but so how have you been for since this war in Israel has kicked off? Um, it's been weird, uh, you know. Um, how so? First off, I'm I live at the range. Yeah, uh, I'm there three or four times a week training people, uh, helping people buy their first guns, mm -hmm. doing. I've noticed you post a lot of Jews are now getting into the arena of firearms because they're starting to see that it, you right. need to arm yourself. And what's interesting is it it ha it's not the Israel aspect, the Israel-Gaza uh, war right now. Right. It's the pro-Hamas protest Protesters. we see in America. Uh -huh. and Even here in Dallas, Plano, they're, yeah, they're everywhere. They're right. everywhere. And you see these groups of 50,000 people getting together. Mm -hmm. That is scaring the living hell out of them. Mm -hmm. So I've been living at the range. Again, yeah. Mr. Guns has opened their doors. Nice. They, they actually have a special in their system that when I take people to the range... Nice. Uh, it's massively discounted because I'm there so much. That's I'm good. Bringing, That's uh, really good. And I'm making sales for them and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So they have like a special for me. So they've opened their, you know, their their doors. Um, but then there are people in Israel uh, who I know very well, grow up, grew up with my brother-in-law, for example, mm -hmm. that are looking for equipment. Mm -hmm. And I mean. I can help to an extent. So wait, so wait, are we talking about like the new thing that we're going to do together? We're going to go in on this is we're running guns to Israel. <laughs> Heck yeah. I'm down. I'm down, baby. War, Capitalism all the war, way. War dogs too. <laughs> Let's do it. Arm the Jews. Arm the Jews. <laughs> That's the mission. Um, no, but they, but it, it, it sucks. Because Machine guns of Abraham. <laughs> I love that. Gu guns that in, should be a shirt. Guns in Moses. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Shalom, bitch. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 762 says Shalom. I don't know. Uh, no, says I, I, I have actually a, a shirt that says every Jew is 762 and you see a picture of a Galil Ace. <laughs> so, I um, love how you've taken this whole thing and put a Jewish spin on all the hatred, all the, the vitriol that you see out there. Like, you're, clearly it's not getting to you, which I'm, you know, I wouldn't expect it to. I mean, you, you have to, right? Like, you know, it's one of those things that I see so many Jews right now uh, and I I didn't make this video because I know if I would make it, I would be permanently banned. That means you should definitely make it and I, post I, it on I know, Rumble. but it's like my main source of income, mm -hmm. and I can't give that up. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you see so many people saying you can't fight hatred or you can't fight anti-Semitism by remaining silent. Mm 
Right. Right. So I want to have that and oh, then cut yeah. to a video of me screwing on the silencer. <laughs> I'm like, yes, yes, you can. You 100% do it. <laughs> yeah. You should be fine on Twitter. On Twitter, yeah, I might yeah. do it on Instagram now. Yeah, no, Instagram, no, no. no, but I, I might do it. Bro, Twitter would be yeah. hilarious. Yeah, I, I might do it for Twitter. You um, should. But yeah, I, I thought about that. But like, mm. it's one of those things that I have. In, in, so many people are like, oh, it's anti-Semitic. It's di- there's anti-Semitism here, anti-Semitism there. And and my big thing is, you know what? It's it's not going anywhere. We've had no. it for 3,000 years. The only thing I can do is arm myself, arm my people. Well, it was certainly it. alarming to see how much of their how much of it there actually is. But it also seems to be rooted in, if this is my observation, and you take it for what, what you will, because I know yours is completely different because, you know, you're dealing with this firsthand. Um, and I've made it very apparent that it's like, look, as, as Jews in America, it's like you, you, I, I don't get how there's a difference as far as rights being protected based upon a religious conviction, ethnical, whatever you want to call it. It's right. like if you're in America, you're an American citizen, then you have the same rights as everybody else. 100%. So when people come in there and they start talking about... Um, you know, trying to go after the Jews and stuff like by for what? It's like you, it's no different than going after the blacks, going after the whites, going after the Republicans, going out. It's like no, because you're resorting to actual violent threats, which is not protected free speech. Right. Even though I am a free speech absolutist, I think it should be freedom of speech. To say I want to kill you. That speech, I don't think it should be against the law. Because ultimately, if we believe in the Second Amendment, regardless of what they say, it's like, look, the actions, the words don't matter until they're put into action. Right. But I do get the idea. I understand. It's like, you know, you can't say that. It's it's a violent threat. So I respect the law in that aspect. But to see, and this is, it's going to segue into another question I want to talk to you about, is that seeing the protests, it seems like a lot of this anti-Semitism, and, and let's, let's make no, you know, beefs about it. There's a difference in the criticisms of Israel the government to say Netanyahu did this, this, and this and wrong. That's not anti-Semitic. No, not at all. Nobody. And I feel like a lot of people try and take that and use that as like, Oh look, they're saying this is anti-Semitism. Not so much. Now I'm not even talking about Ben Shapiro. I don't, I don't listen to him on a lot of these things because you know, I I agree with a lot of what Ben has to say. Uh, I'm not saying that he's been over overly emotional about this whole ordeal. I would understand why I completely get why I think people that go out there, they're so ready. These, these America first Patriots, are so ready to jump on anyone that has anything to say outside of America. It's like, okay, look, we can be America first. I am America first. I wanted to see Mike Johnson get up there and his first act as speaker talk about the border, but instead we get Israel. It's like, no, this is wrong. But that being said, they are an ally. They're a foothold in the Middle East. The intelligence gathering operations of Mossad have helped us out fundamentally for years. Things that we don't even know about. Technology in the medical field, medical, or excuse me, military field. A lot of stuff we don't know about. But that being said... Suddenly, if you have a position on Israel, you're no longer America first, which makes no sense to me. Yeah. Because ultimately, I think at root of this is it's anti-Semitism. It's their hatred of the Jewish people, which they they cloak as we're America first. It's like, I agree with you. But am I not allowed to have a position? on? Well, it's America first. Like, oh, OK, wait a minute. So let's let's just call it what it is. If I can't even have a position on this one because you don't like it. Why don't you like it? Why? Why do they not have the ability or why right. should they not be given the ability to defend themselves? Right. So uh, this is what I'll tell you. Um, not everything is anti-Semitism. Mm-hmm. One of the things that drove me crazy, and it still drives me crazy, is taking Thomas Massey, for example. Yeah, I love who, Thomas Massey. Right, who voted against the Israel aid package. Mm-hmm. And everyone came out mm-hmm. and said, he's, oh, you're anti-Semitic and all this stuff. Yeah. And I had to sit down with a few friends who were saying that. I said, okay, let's, be, let's, be, let's, let's actually look at it in a common sense approach. 
as a Jew, as an Orthodox Jew who has family in Israel, who believes Israel and America are allies, who believes that America gave the money to Iran to fund, right? All of that, do I think personally that Israel, uh, that America should somewhat get involved mm -hmm. to help Israel? 100%. Think so? Um, well, it, it could be more of an emotional response, which which, which I'm, I'm not going to say it's not, mm -hmm. but I do think that because America did have a part in it, by funding Iran, which funded mm, Hamas, okay, I see your then, logic there, then yeah. right, so right, so I do think there's a place for America to get involved. But now you're talking about a government that sanctioned this, which, by the way, I'm not in agreement for. The fact that we even paid them six billion for five hostages was just ridiculous. Uh, I I agree, and I I agree with your stance there that uh, yeah, America does have a does have a lot of fingers and a lot of pies. But what that translates to though is American men and women in uniform going off to fight and die because of what the government so, did. So I'm not necessarily saying send. People okay. over. Let's I'm clarify saying, that then. What, yeah, what are you so saying? I'm not saying necessarily send people over. Okay. I'm saying if they need help with money, equipment, we already give them three billion annually. I I agree. Mm -hmm. I agree. Um, that's why I said a lot of what I'm about to say is based on an emotional state, mm -hmm. which I'm, I'm ad fully admitting. Um, then if you can, if you're at least cognizant enough to identify the fact that's coming from an emotional state, what's to prevent you from pulling the emotions and then coming out with a more rationalized, so, non-emotional so, state? This is what I was telling my okay. friend. This, is, right. this yeah. is no. This is what I was telling my friends. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I thought you were making this argument. No, no, I was like, no, bro, no, you're no. really not doing yourself any good no, here. No, no, no. This, <laughs> this is what I was. This is what I was telling. Fair my, enough. This, this is. is oh, gotcha. Right. I'm, this I'll is shut I, the hell up. Yeah, no, no. It's all good. It's your show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for you know politely saying you're an idiot, but it's yeah. your show. <laughs> Go ahead. No, I'm but sorry. this is what I'll tell you. Like, I'm going to stop interrupting you. In terms of right now, no more after. So much for free speech. <laughs> I'm uh, sorry. Go ahead. No, nah, it's all good. But in terms of some something like Thomas Massey, yeah. I 100% understand why Thomas Massey did not vote for it. Yeah. He is an American. He is putting America first. Do I think Thomas Massey is anti-Semitic? Not at all. Yeah. Not not even close. Not even a little bit. Yeah. Not even a little bit. However, he's an American. He doesn't he doesn't believe that America should have skin in the game, and that's why he voted against it. The, the taxpayer dollars should stay in America. Yeah. 100%. I understand that. So as much as I'm coming from one side being having an emotional mindset because I do have family in Israel who are yeah. on the front lines fighting right now, um, at the same time, I understand what Thomas Massey and other conservative libertarian party members, why they wouldn't want to yeah. send money. Yeah. So th that's what I'm saying. Is that like... There has to be a line. So how'd you explain to your friends that were calling Massey anti-Semitic? I said, tell me, do you think that if you are not Jewish and you don't have anything vested into Israel, mm -hmm. why would you send money to Israel? And they're like, well, yeah, it's exactly. because we're allies. Yeah. I'm like, okay, yes, I, I agree. I agree we're allies. And that's where I, and I guess that's where the emotional say, it's like, mm -hmm. yes, we, we are allies. That's why I think... America should help Israel to an extent. Again, yeah. I don't think we should be sending troops over. However, if you are someone who believes in America first, mm -hmm. why is it wrong to vote against sending money to a nation that occasionally will send you, you know, uh, intelligence or something like that? Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't see. I don't just why. like I said before, though, it's like we've sent them three billion annually for since nineteen. Oh god, I forget what it was. It was like under Obama, was it, or before him? We've sent them a lot. 
But it, it, it definitely goes back to highlighting the fact that the government no longer represents the people because I think the people, when they heard Biden's dealing was with Iran, as far as saying $6 billion for five hostages, like, are you smoking crack? Right. It's like, you've got to be smoking crack. No, 100%. Now, the only position I've taken in regards to uh, sending troops to Israel is, like, I do believe we should in the sense of, like, our spec ops groups. We have a lot of guys out there that are trained in this as far as, like, getting the American hostages out of there. It's like we should put an attachment, a slice element of ODAs out there and help them with the IDF tag along. And when they start rescuing Americans, they're there standing by ready to get our guys and girls, kids out of there, bring them home and then withdraw. Uh, that's what they're trained to do. 100%. So that's not really saying I'm, I'm for committing conventional forces in right. a forever war that we then destroy Gaza and rebuild it like we did in Iraq and Afghanistan. But I'm for a direct action mission of saying, look, the, the, the Americans that were captured in Israel <clears throat> were not actually breaking any laws. They were doing nothing wrong. Brittany Grenier goes into Russia carrying a little thing of vape weed. She knew better. She knew it was illegal. She gets imprisoned. Now, of course, that prison sentencing was just astronomical because why? Putin wanted a negotiation. He wanted, he wanted a, a card, and he got it. Right. And he got it with Joe Biden because Joe Biden is weak. And so what did he, did he get? The merchant of death. So in that altercation, she should have been left on her own because you violated Russian law. And she'd actually been there six years prior annually playing with the Russian um, basketball team. So this was nothing new to her. She right. knew what she was doing. That turns into you did the sinning, you do the praying. Yep. Now, what these Americans did in Israel was they were attending a rave and they're just over there doing whatever. You know, what I've done it? No. Knowing what's going on, what's been going on. If I go to visit Israel, it's like we're hitting some some main Christian points and we're getting the hell out of there because I know that place is a hotbed. At any moment, it can kick off. Yes yes, and no. Israel happens to be absurdly safe. I, I know it sounds kind of... Well, right, right now right. is probably not the time that like I'm certainly no, not taking a trip over no, there. Uh, no, <laughs> You're no. a travel agent for Israel. It's like, ah! Right, right. No, but, but what I'm saying is that prior yeah. to the October 7th attack... Mm. I mean, I know plenty of friends. It, plenty of friends yeah, have been to it's, yeah, it yeah. is so safe. Uh, happens to be this was a uh, uh, attack that was planned out. Oh, this for is years. a battalion level operation. Yeah. yeah. So when they send paragliders over there, like they didn't just pull that, you know, out of their butt. That was planned. This was yeah. coordinated. When you have a battalion sized operation of twelve to fourteen hundred dudes, that's a massive amount of planning. They punch through the gate. They mortar it. They put indirect fire. They zeroed in on it. Dude, there was so much that went into these operations, like. People say like, oh, it's just, you know, Israel must not have been ready. It's like, no, this was intentional. Yeah, They 100%. planned this. Iran backed this. Right. So I get your point, though, talking about how we gave money to Iran. It's like, we need to stop doing that, too. Right. So, so that, it feels that, like there's no representation thing. in Congress of what the American people actually want now. Right. And that's another thing. What I, what I love to hear is when, uh, you know, all these America First people are ranting and raving how we need to stop giving money to Israel. But I'm like, okay, I, I, can, I can understand that. Right. But what about the countless other nations that we give tons of money to that on a daily basis they're yelling death to america right. I, I don't see you calling for but, okay now hold on now you're trying to do a what about us no. but let's make it good faith now hold, i'll okay. give you the benefit of that okay do you think those same people that are saying we shouldn't be giving money to israel wouldn't object to giving money to these other places that are calling for uh, america's death no uh, of course they would object no. however you you don't hear them objecting, meaning we know yeah. Pakistan is getting yeah. money. We know other countries in right. the, are getting money. But you, but you you, and I both know that like people aren't going to be vocal about something unless it's in the news. Hence, uh, uh, why you don't see 9-11 conspiracy right. theorists pushing their nonstop stuff year-round. It's on 9-11 because when the news hits, that's what people are going to talk about. So, no, yeah. I, I agreed. But, mm -hmm. like, it, like, let's play ball, right? Let's mm -hmm. call fair fair, right? Right. If you're going to call... America to stop giving money to Israel, 
Yeah. Well, let's stop sending money to Pakistan. I agree. Let's stop sending money to all these I other countries. I agree. Amer- Israel is probably the only country that is not calling for the uh, death yeah, of America. Yeah, I was going to say, like, in terms of us giving money to countries, probably Israel's the least of our worries. I will give right. you that. Then, and that's what my, we actually that's give them. If you look at the entirety of the Fed, and I'm not justifying this by any stretch of the right. imagination, but we do have to have accurate context here. On the federal budget, what we give them is a drop in the bucket. But that is still taxpayer money. Agreed. That taxpayers, I feel, by and large are saying, look, we don't want our taxes going over there. Or at least we need to scale this down. I think for me, it's like, look, I understand the process of, you know, representatives in Congress, democracy, all this stuff. But it feels like we've gotten to a point now where there are a lot of issues that I feel like America as a whole should take a vote on. Because I feel like the representation that we have in Congress is very out of touch with the American people in general. Right. Now, I understand that sometimes, you know, leadership is going to have to make decisions that the people don't like because they're probably not seeing some things that maybe they see at the top. We talk about like America's positioning on the international stage. I understand this. But it is time for these congressional representatives to sit down and kind of have the fireside chats that old presidents of old did right. prior to television. Like they would come on the radio. Uh, who was it? It was... um. FDR. Was it FDR? FDR? FDR, like the nightly FDR chats. Yeah. And that that was kind of like, hey, we're keeping you abreast of what's going on. You, the, the people, you need to know, you need to hear what's going on. I don't see that anymore. You know, I do see some, I do see, like, I do see the Thomas Masseys. That's one thing I do love about Thomas Massey is that not only does he say, I'm not signing this bill, but here is why. Right. When he talked about he would not vote in favor of censuring Rashida Tlaib, Without him explaining, I agree. It's like, yeah, I wouldn't do it either. It's like, she has the right to free speech. And unless you can sit there and showcase where she's actually supporting terrorism, then I would say prosecute for treason, 100%. Right. It's like, but that is a very fine line. So somebody, and that's why I feel like, you know, where's the FBI on this one? How many how many of these Palestinian protesters have been locked up for violent acts committed, even here in Dallas? Right. Even in Dallas, where are they at? Oh, we know the FBI is not going to go anywhere. There are school because, boards yeah, checking on people protesting and, CRT and pornography for children. Right, and then uh, dropping the ball on every mass shooter that yeah, comes, uh, yeah. comes out. Yeah. No, 100%. What, um, what do we have them for? Why, why do we have an FBI? Um, yeah. Hell if I know. Like I said, at the end of the day... I'm not saying they don't do some good. Of course they no, do some good, yeah. I mean... <laughs> yeah. Come on, you yeah, know no, they no. do some good. <laughs> I am not justifying their no, existence. 100%, 100%. But in my way, IRS, ATF, FBI, gone. Gone. Every time we see these debates and with these Republicans, you know, I'm, I'm in favor of DeSantis. I made that very clear. But I want DeSantis, and I would love to see, I really expected this out of Vivek, out of anybody, is that when they bring up the Social Security issue, they talk about, like, we don't want to raise the age. I'm just like, okay, fair enough. But how about we start, about, start talking about abolishment? Right. Let's talk about replacement to put fiscal responsibility back onto the public and not on the government. And people do not want to have that conversation because it's not popular. Right. People and don't care. The minute they bring that up, it's... it's we can complain. I had Austin Peterson yeah. on the show yesterday. He brought up a very good point about, you know, and let me ask you, you, you know, you're a Republican. Do you feel, quite honestly, do you feel that the criticism of the Fed is a mainstream Republican topic? No. I don't either. He says it's, it is. I don't feel like no. that. I wish it was. I don't, don't get me wrong. I wish it was. Right. That's it. I wish it was. I just it's don't not. think it's a main, it's, you know, you know, it's kind of the, the Fed. It's and, people, kind of, and people don't even know that the Fed isn't even freaking government controlled. Right. It's it's, it's a, not even a federal agency. It's a talking point to yeah. get votes. That's all it is. Yeah. And then, then it that aggravates yeah. me. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like that with every. Yeah. They always making these promises. It's like, bro, because I feel like to the average common voter, that are not as plugged in as, say, you and I are, because, again, we this is our bread and butter. We have to watch politics. We see what's going on. 
Um, but I feel like to the average voter, they just don't care. That or they just don't. More so probably they don't know. And they don't, they, I don't know. You know, uh, hell, Rumble Chat can answer this one. I don't know. I just feel to the average voter, they, a lot of them have lost faith. They're just like, we're just going to go with the flow. <laughs> it's you like, know whatever. Yeah, it is. But just that, let me know when you're done. And I'm going to no, go to sleep. Yeah, that, that's really is. We'll, we'll, we'll get involved and get fired up when it's election season. Yeah. yeah. But other than that, you know, yeah. No. I think voter ignorance is a big reason why we're, we're dealing with a lot of the things that we're dealing with right now. Oh, I now. think it's one of the main reasons. Yeah. When you allow yourself to be lied to because you want to believe in that lie, it's like that's whose fault is it then? When you know better, when you knew better, I reference like Trump's wall. It's just kind of like we need to build the wall. It's like, bro, you don't have the authority to do that. Right. And it's like, well, and it's not that I'm, it's, I'm not saying that I don't want it, but, you know, even Austin agreed. And I've said this repeatedly that we can continue having these deportation talks, which they mean nothing. Right. When you deport them, they come back. So the deportation thing needs to be off the table. It's not going to work. Now, I'm not calling for amnesty, not by any stretch of the imagination, but you cannot sit there and say that these are the repairs we're going to do the ship while it's sinking. You've got to fix, plug the leak, which is the invasion, stop the invasion at the border, and then focus on fixing the ship. Yep. But unfortunately, what we're saying is, well, we're going to squeegee water out, but we're also going to work on the sails. But you've right. got a hole in the ship, and that hole... You get, you get the, the reference I'm making here. Yeah, 100%. I feel like, you know, Republicans know this, but they don't care. Right. None of them are going to broach the issue of saying, look, this should be attacked by each state economically. But until then, yeah, a wall will greatly reduce. I'm not against a wall. I was for a time there. was like, no, even I can understand that. Look, you got to have something there. Right. There's got to be something. Whether, even if it's symbolic, I don't care. There should be something there. Um, but I certainly wouldn't skimp on the emplacement of it. Like, it needs to be an actual... Wall. No, right. No, you either do it right or do you don't it, yeah, do it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, but yeah, but I do want to go back to since this whole Israel war kicked off, what have you been dealing with online in regards to threats? I've been getting a lot of, it's actually funny. I think a, I've been getting a few bunch of free Palestine. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. That, that free I've been Palestine getting, from what? Right. Right. So that, that's no, no, actually free Palestine from what? I, I love getting those yeah. because my response to literally all of the free Palestine people are we're Jews. We love free stuff. <laughs> yeah, we'll take it. You know what I'm saying? Like, we'll take free Palestine, you know. Um, I mean, they kind of are right now. Right, exactly, right? Bro, my, um, my whole thing with that thing kicked off was like, I'd have leveled it to the ground. I was like, I'd have just leveled it to the ground. Like, get the hostages out of there and then level it. So the problem, it, it, it's obviously, I mean, I know, I know you're I military, know, yeah. so you understand. I mean, they it pretty much. It was to be a ground invasion force. It, it, Even I know. Yeah, like, yeah. There, there's no way, especially yeah. Israel. Despite what a lot of people say, Israel is incredibly moral when it comes to doing what they're doing. Mm -hmm. um, they Palestinians don't see it that way. These protesters, they see it Israel. It's a blood feud. Right. It's a blood feud. But they also weren't letting civilians out of Gaza. And mm -hmm. they were also, uh, Israel had something called a, do was it a door knocker? or a something soft knocker, the no knock, yeah, where it right. drops on the roof and says you got 10 minutes to get out. Get out, right. This, yeah. Right. I mean. I have never heard of that. There's no, never heard no of one's that. ever done it. But no. Israel is more mm -hmm. is fighting a war. But you see, that's the as thing morally that, as po possible. I know, and you know, respect to them. But here's the deal: it's it's like that joke I always tell. It's like Trump and the Pope are having dinner on his yacht, and along comes the wind and blows a little Pope's dinghy off, and it goes in the water. Trump jumps off there, says, "I got this, you evidence," and he runs on top of the water, picks up the little bean, he runs it back, gives it to the Pope. And the next day, CNN headline is Trump can't swim. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter how morally right Israel tries fighting this war. You're never going to appease or appease the left. You never will. So it's like, stop bending the knee to that. 
But at the same time, it's like, you know, there you are going to pick up a lot of more reasonable people say, look, they are at least doing their best on this one. But I feel like that center point of people that are actually have a lot of common sense is non-existent in this situation because I feel like people are so energized and charged on this one to where it's like they're murdering all the Palestinians and everybody's like, no, they're not. Palestinians are murdering the Jews. And it's just like maybe it's a little bit of both. I don't know. I don't know. Again, I have no doubt that there were innocent Palestinians that were killed. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's, there's no that's question. That's war. Yeah. And that's war. I don't like when they try shifting that over to when, look at all the innocent Palestinians. That's war. And that's why war should be avoided. Like, when I've said that so many times, when I say, do you realize why I say, you know, war should be avoided at all costs? Right. It's not just the fact that the people that actually signed up to fight it are going to die, which is a horrible thing in and of itself. The collateral damage. But the collateral yeah. damage is unavoidable. Yeah. Find me a war where there is no collateral damage, even in this day and age where we have such incredible advanced technology, precision point missile accuracy. Even to this day, you can't because why? People like Hamas use human shields. They intentionally position themselves at the bottom of public buildings because they know it's propaganda. Right. For a very, a very supposed masculine group of Muslim fighters, you're the most cowardly women I have ever seen on the bat. And I mean this in a sense of like honor. I've seen more honor come from other cultures and how they fought their wars than what I see Muslims do in the Middle East. Like, you're cowards. Yeah. You are cowards. And I don't mean that as like an ego thing, but the way you resort to fighting, oh, it's effective. I, I won't. The, yeah, I won't. No, the, the, I won't. Their I won't propag- well, their propaganda, propaganda is, game oh, is freaking spot it's the best. on. It, it is the best. Hands down. The, you want to learn they anything They've perfected about, it. Yeah. They have perfected it. Oh, a- absolutely. Yeah. But, you know, it's one of those things that... The, the hard part is listening Probably to people. Probably why it resonates so well with the left on that as far as propaganda goes because it's right up their alley. A hundred percent. But it's one of those things that you hear all these people making moral equivalencies of oh, Israel yeah. going in yeah. with, you know, fighting a war morally and then what Hamas did yeah. on October 7th. Like, it's, I, how, love, yeah. how is that I love that juxtaposition. It's like, like, wait, Hamas could be immoral in how they fight the war, but then everybody's telling Israel, like, now you better, you know, you better be moral in how you treat these people, even though they slaughtered your men and women and children. But now, no, hold on. Be the bigger person. The bigger, yeah, no. Screw that. Up. So screw that. Screw right? that. Like I said, F-A-F-O there, right there, there you go. Yeah. It's idea. like, no, absolutely not. It's time to start putting some heads on pikes. And yeah. this nation has become so weak and infested with these Gen Z morons out there. They just went, oh, it's. No, this is war, man. And, you know, quite frankly, I'm going to say I don't care. The women need to shut up. The women and the, the bed of men out there need to shut up. It's like, I'm tired of listening to you. To the, gen, like, to the Gen Zers. No, to all of them. Right. All of them. Every single person out there that wants to show this just emotion of like, oh, it's like, that's why you don't fight wars. And that's why you should never make decisions when it comes to war. Because you don't possess the testicular fortitude to actually grab your nuts and say, look, I don't like this any more than you do, but they need to pay. And that's the way it works. Don't fuck with my tribe or I'll end your bloodline. But until then, I'm a sleeping dragon. Right. I'm not going to screw with you. You mess with me, I'll, I'll end you. That needs to be the position that Israel takes, that America takes when dealing with the Middle Eastern Muslims because they don't respect anything outside but of I, violence. But I think that Israel has taken that position. I oh, mean, they have. Yeah. Well, went, they, I mean, bro, I, no, I got I to gotta disagree with you on that one. What they just did as far as these hostage swaps, they were wrong. That, okay, that I, I will definitely concede to that yeah. point. Um, I do understand why they were trying to get... I agree. Uh, yeah, I know, yeah. They, the problem is there's so many tunnels throughout Gaza mm-hmm. that it's so hard to pinpoint. Oh, no, 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 no. no. I'm not no, talking so, about, yeah. Right, okay. no, so, no, so what I'm saying is that. You're explaining why. Right. So what I'm saying is that I understand why they had to do some stuff. Yeah. Human life. They wanted to get it, civilian life. Now, I understand all the people they released, the, the, the Israel released, were all formerly terrorists. Mm-hmm. But good. Let's get. 
our civilians back and then when we get all of our people back if you think for yeah. one second Hamas is not going to break a ceasefire oh yeah they will yeah, yeah. and then Israel's just going to come well, in and finish the job and all the people who were in jail yeah well, I didn't. I was kind of. I'd. I'd lack to. I didn't finish my thought process on this one because I. I talked about this previously. It's like Israel. We all know that the moment you cut those people loose, they're going right back into the fight. Right. Hamas is not going to. You know, do a hostage exchange and say and think they're just doing it out of goodwill. Right. You think they're just like you know they're they're altruistic like that? No. <laughs> there's 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 a catch. And guess what? That is, hey, you're free. Here's this AK. You're fighting. Yeah. But in so doing. They've allowed Israel to empty some of their prisons and now kill these people because they're going to. I think they're going to because you've plussed up the ranks. You've made it harder, but make no bones about it. If Israel wanted this war over, they could have ended it a long time it, it ago. Could've, it could have been done in a day or day two. Day one. So yeah. they're, they're, you're only alive because they allow you to be alive. Right. They could have just nuked you. Right. Not nuked, but you know what I'm talking about. But no, I didn't I didn't finish my thought process. When I thought about that, I was like, wait a minute. They do release them back to the population. Now- you are running the gamble of IDF lives because yeah. this, you know, maybe people could have survived. It's like, but when in the terms of it, it's like these people should be dead. The only good terrorist is a dead terrorist. Right. And also keep in mind, like, not saying that they don't have more, but Hamas's infrastructure. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, it is shot. It's like the Hydra, bro. You cut yeah. one hide off, two come back. So when people were talking about that, going after the leadership, great symbolically, it's wonderful. Realistically, pragmatically, doesn't make a difference. There's number two is going to step right up in there and the cycle continues. Right. The only way you kill them is you massacre them. You get them off. You extinguish them from the, the, the face of the earth. That's the only way. Well, I think you're going to see kind of another, over the course of the next few years, you're going to see another Munich situation. Think where, so? Oh, hell yeah. Really? Where you're just going to see like Hamas <clears throat> leaders randomly dying. You, you know, and, and... Well, I always love the libertarians on this one. I mean, <laughs> libertarians have been one of the biggest... Uh, I call them lobotarians, rather, LOL-bertarians. The biggest just spineless cowards when it comes to foreign policy because I feel like, again, with the American first nationalism, which, again, I'm not against, but America does have a position on the international stage. We have to acknowledge our forefathers understood this. Right. Even Jeffersons, Jeffersonians were kind of like, eh, you know, versus John Adams and the rest. They all had different positioning, but they all understood, <coughs> excuse me, <clears throat> they all understood that America, for its own self-interest, has to be a player on this international scale. Because if you don't, then you're going to have China and Russia, an alliance there, and you're going to be edged out. Right. It's one of those things you have to be involved. Otherwise, if they gang up, you're screwed. So America's got to lead the way on some of these things. I understand that. But it comes with, for me, a massive cautionary light to say we should be strategic in our positioning here and be very careful with what we get ourselves into so we don't get ourselves into another 20-year GWAT. Right. But with the Hamas thing that you're talking about, that libertarians, like, I think there's just so much conflation going on right now with saying, I believe in a strong foreign policy now makes you akin to Nikki Haley saying, we're going to bomb them. And it's like, Nikki Haley wants a World War III. You know, actually, do I think she does? No, I just don't. I don't think she understands like the positioning on some of her things. It's going to start a World War III. Right. There are some things that you have to let slide. I get that. Some things you don't. Donald Trump talked about if Russia invades Ukraine, I'll bomb Moscow. It's like, ooh, no, let no. that one slide. That's yeah. World War III. Yeah. It's like, no. So, but what I've seen, though, is people, <clears throat> they, they, they seem to think that me saying I support Israel's right to defend itself 
now is akin to saying, I think that we should commit conventional forces, more money. It's like, no, I believe in having a strong foreign policy, which means that I'm not going to screw with you, but you touch one follicle on any American's head, on any one of your countries, it's game on. Right. It's like, we're not trying to be bullies here, which that's the other thing that blows my mind is America's got a longstanding history of being the bullies, but now, now we're not. Now it's like, well, we're going to pay people. I'm just so over this. The, the amount of money that we give to these countries that literally despise us, that we still give. And I'm just like, why? Right. We don't need you. Now, again, to a, to a degree, you know, you look, at, you look at organizations like the UN, the EU, NATO, and who's the heavy lifters? We are. We're the only lifters, pretty much. When you look at the comparisons of what, say, for example, America does versus the UK, it's like, wait a minute, dude. It's like, come on. But even the UK is smart enough to say, like, oh, yeah, let the Americans do it. It's like, 100%. Mm-hmm. Even the Canadians, like, those those snow Mexicans are like, mm, let the Yanks do it. So, but here we are. Here we are. But So, let's let's talk about this. Yes. What I have in my hand right here. <laughs> this is, explain this for me. That is my latest book that came out. Uh, here we go. You it's do a lot of books. My latest book. Uh, it's book number nine. It's called Spot Gilly. Spot Gilly. And so it's like a world's Where's Waldo, but for... It's a Where's Waldo for gun owners. Smart. So you got to spot the sniper on each there page. You go. But not only that, there are A lot also more funner than Waldo. Screw that nerd. Yeah, this pretty much. Cooler. Pretty much. But there's also... Um, uh, where's that page? Oh, here. There's like spot additional characters. Oh, okay. So what do you got? You got a vet bro. Oh, my God. Kind of like a grunt style guy, you know? <laughs> You got. <laughs> you're really, you're really gunning for vet patronage here, aren't you? Oh, you know what? If, if people can't laugh, if people can't laugh at that, that's not my problem. Fair enough. Um, you got a fud who's wearing a shirt that says "I support the two-way butt." But yeah. you got an angry RSO. <laughs> you Range got a, safety offers for those that don't know. Yep. You got an ATF agent. Cowards. Gun bunny. Yep. You got. Look uh, at my gun. <laughs> Then you got three friends of mine who gave me permission. Major George, Nash, AK guy, Brennan Herrera. Isn't he AK Jesus? No. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's yeah, AK yeah, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah but I think he's actually running. Yeah, out he's, of, he's uh, running in, out of San Antonio. I need to reach out to him, get him on the show and talk about that. Because I don't, I don't fuck with the, excuse me, I'm trying to cut back on cussing. I don't screw with the vet bros. They're, they don't interest me anymore, but politics do. So, you I know, can, I, I don't I'll, know. I'm not saying Brandon's a vet bro, but he hangs out with the Black Rifle crew and stuff like that. And they do there. I'm not knocking it. When it comes to politics... I definitely would love to have him on the I'll, show and I'll see his position. Them. Yeah, see if he'd be interested in coming on. You know, yeah. we could even bring him into studio or something like that because people automatically assume that I'm going to back a vet just by virtue of him being a vet. It's no. like, no, no. I, that's not the way it works. That's one of the one things I love about you the most is that you are one of the very few people who are calling out vets who are especially. Oh, I, I thought those could be for my devilishly good looks, but well, we'll that go too. That. We'll go that with too. That, yeah. I wish I had your head of hair, <laughs> but um, no. But uh, <laughs> it's like, bro, I got like I tell people, it's like I have like black Jew in my history. It is like so Jew froy yet so weavy. It's ridiculous. I've I've got some weird stuff in my family tree that I cannot explain. This mop, I don't know what it is. Dude, I just wish I had hair. <laughs> You're fair. Fair <laughs> enough. I shouldn't be complaining. I should not be complaining. You are right. Um, but no, I would love to get Brandon in here because yeah. I don't know his stance. I don't know his views. When people ask me, it's like I can't give you an answer on that yeah. one because I don't know where he stands. So yeah, shoot him a text. Let's let's shoot him a text right now. <laughs> We'll get him on the show if, he's if he been, wants to. Yeah, he's been so busy. Well, yeah, if you're running uh, grassroots campaigns for San Antonio, because he's up against uh, San Antonio's Democrat, isn't it? 
I mean, all big cities. Yeah, know. yeah. San Antonio, but I mean, I think representative out of, out of San Antonio. Yeah. Is he a Republican or as a Democrat? I forget. He's definitely not running as a Democrat. I'll tell you no, that. No, no, I know Brand is oh. not. But is he up against the Democrat? Or is he trying to unseat a Republican? Oh, that I'm not sure. Okay. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, if he wants to come on the show and discuss this stuff, I'd love to have him on there to talk about what he's up against and you're actually seeing the ongoings of his uh, his campaign. But first, I'd actually have to see where he stands on a lot of these topics. But I get, I get the feeling, though, he's probably going to be very, very similar to me. Because he, he clearly is a pro two A guy. Yeah, he's a pro two A guy. He, I've met a lot of those guys he hangs out with, mm-hmm. and I have no doubts that they're probably good guys. Mm-hmm. Brandon has a heart of gold, and I, and I'm I'm saying from personal experience, from calling him a friend, mm-hmm. he is one of these guys that has not let his influencing mm-hmm. sphere. Uh, affect them. Affect them. Good. He's good to hear that. Super down to earth. Still, I am completely the opposite. Um, I look at you peasants, and I'm just like, <laughs> that used to be one of you. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. Yeah, no. Brand, Brandon's a really. I'm good the guy. most humble some bitch you'll ever meet. I'm so hum- <laughs> nobody. Nobody out humbles me, folks. I will tell you this right now. Nobody. No. No. That, that I I do. It does make me happy to see when veterans step up and they do want to take on that role. As far as running, um, we've seen a lot of veteran representation. Um, in Congress, sometimes it benefits us and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I don't agree a lot of, and here's the thing that like people like Dan Crenshaw, it's like, I like him as a human being. He's like, we talk all the time. He's a good dude. His politics, I don't necessarily agree with, but I understand. I'm not even talking about red flag laws. He's not a red flag supporter anymore. Thankfully I changed his mind on weed. That was good. Um, but some of his stances when it comes to foreign policy, I completely understand. I completely understand because he rationalizes his positioning by saying, look, you know, we had a conversation the other night as far as uh, Israel, Ukraine, you know, and I don't want to, I don't want to give away our conversations because that's made in privacy, but he talked about post versus pre, pre versus post World War II and America's positioning on the international stage, which was very eye opening. but it still came down to the fact of I don't agree with taxpayer money being taken from the taxpayers against their will sent to these other countries. Like there's got to be a way, there's got to be a better way. And I think even he agrees with that. It's like, yeah, fair enough. But, you know, I love having conversations with veterans because, again, especially when it comes to foreign policy, a lot of these guys have a... Wait, is Brandon... Is he a vet? I don't know. I don't know either. I, I don't, just assume. I, is Brandon Herrera a vet? Rumble chat, I don't know. I'll, I'll tell is you. Is Brandon a vet? All the times I've ever hung out with him, he's never once... Talked about it? Talked about... I mean... Well, that that's, could be easy. They're really humble or he's not a vet. Oh, he's not a vet, right. Or he's so, not a vet. so he's never... He's never... Okay, they say he's not. Brandon is not a vet. Okay. Yeah. Well, he, he looks like it. He's a good looking vet. Yeah. If he was, like, mad. Good for him. I'm jealous. That beautiful head of hair. You want to talk about like his looks like Jesus. Damn it. I've seen some of his you, stuff come across my timeline. It's like, man, I feel like I should be praying this guy. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, we... we Brandon, uh, turn this water into wine real quick. <laughs> turn this Bud Light into a megalobe. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> he's he's really, he's one of the few people who, in the influencer world, mm-hmm. who, when I first entered with my books and stuff, you know, they didn't give me the time of day. There's mm-hmm. other huge names that I've given copies of my books for their kids yeah. and, and not even a Well, they get that from you. everybody. Like, even for me, it's like, you get a lot of people, I mean, 100%. you know how it is, because you're yeah. getting that point where you got a, you've got a decent size following now and you're yeah. going to see the same thing. No, 100%. But, so it's but kinda, you have to be kind of picky and choosy a little no, bit, unfortunately. Uh, 100%, but Brandon has I just did it because you were a Jew. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> you did it because you got free books out of me at Dunkin' the Starbucks. Oh yeah, yeah. The, remember that? That's back. Yeah, the ABCs of gun control and uh, and ten little liberals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yep. was that's uh. Yep, that was four I, or five years ago. No, it was like seven. No. Yeah, because I had my baby with me, and he was uh, six years ago. 
My son. It's been that long. Almost seven years, actually. My gosh. He was. My son was just hey, walking. What are they gonna do? Yeah. Right. That's crazy. Yeah. Six years. Yeah. Bro, we're getting old. Seriously, I'm turning forty in April. I'm right behind you. I'm yeah. thirty-nine. I told my my wife that Josh just turned sixty-three. He, I see it. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna. Oh my god! Oh my god! Um, no, but uh, I, oh my god. I, I told my wife when I turned forty, I will be having a midlife crisis. What does that entail? Um, I'm debating either a staccato. That's your midlife crisis, or or a tactical lever action. Gun ownership has nothing to do with midlife I, crisis. You know that's what, just that's affordability. Is all I, that is. I'm 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 a simpleton. I'll give you my staccato. You can have that one. I'm, I'm just a simpleton. No. Like I'm. I, I tried. I tried so hard to get in with staccato, but I got railroaded by some bro vets out there. Like John Berg's a loose cannon. Don't do business with him. And that worked out so great for them because this is like, yeah, I guess I am kind of a loose cannon when it comes to rational thought and discussing politics. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but no, but my, I, I do love my staccato. The slide is so smooth. So I should have gotten, I should have gotten a box mag. I should have got a box mag, a staggered or a stacked mag. Um, I just like the grip. I, that's the one reason why I don't like the Beretta, the nine mil that we train with the army. The grip is too fat. It's too fat. Yeah. Staccato. I like it nice and skinny. Easy draw. It's not my carry, though. That's my home defense. Although, right. I actually, I need to get a shotgun. I need to get a shotgun. In fact, I think I will. I think I will today or tomorrow. I need to go get I'd like to just a simple Mossberg tactical. Something easy. 14 gauge. Simple. Because I prefer to have something like that if I'm shooting in the dark. I don't want pinpoint precision. I want all I got to do is get near you. Right. No, and then I'm going to sue your ass to repair all the damage I create. Uh-huh. I love Texas. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Coming from California, it's like, hell no, that would never happen. <laughs> I'd be sued. Um, yeah, no, so... Uh, that's, what, that's what I was going after with, uh, on Twitter. I was going out with all the glory holpers or the glory groipers, the Nick Fuentes little tchotchkes, like a little bunch of virgin nerds in their basement. And it's like, we're going to dox. She was like, bro, okay, dox me. Like, uh, you got my information and my address. Show up and see what happens. Yeah, like, exactly, right? Like, all that's going to happen is you're going to cross my property and on the loudspeakers, you're going to hear right of the Valkyries, and it's game the fuck on. Now, it's no longer you're hunting me. It's I'm hunting you, and it's going to be so much fun because I'm not going to kill you. I'm going to have my fun with you. I'm going to pop you in the leg. You're going to sit there and bleed for a little bit. You're going to cry. I'm going to pop you in the shoulder, and I'm going to let you just really hate life, and I'm going to leave you, and I'm not even going to call the cops. Not even going to call. I'm just going to let you bleed, and then I'll go out there eventually once I'm, I'm sure that you don't have your firearm near you, and I'm probably going to teabag you, and I'm probably going to live stream it. What did you learn? What did you learn, Groiper? You learned, I'm not even a Jew. <laughs> Screw with us. You're going to die. You will die in the most embarrassing, or what I should do is get like something Jewish, like maybe one of your shirts and like drape it on them. I'm like, shalom, bitch. I don't know. Something like that. I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think what, what shirt I could have. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not condoning violence. I'm not condoning violence. But you have to do all of that wearing like a Winnie the Pooh costume. Oh, hell yeah. Right? Absolutely. Winnie the Pooh, uh, Panda Bear. <laughs> it's T-R, double gutter, trigger. <laughs> <laughs> the wonderful thing about triggers. The triggers are a wonderful thing. <laughs> Oh, oh my God! There's something to that. So anyway, your books. Yeah. So where's this available at? So it's, you can get signed copies on my website, uh, thepewpewju.com, or to include the space laser, the Jewish space laser. You know I sell that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you see, you, I, you've repeatedly told me. Okay. Do you see I added something else? I did not. Let's pull this up. Here we go. All right, going to the website. Great promo for your website on this one, by the way. <laughs> Perfectly timed. And I'm gonna I'm gonna be adding a, a few other things, but if uh, even terrible courses, I use folding stock 300 blackout with a data or goes 45 millimeter or 45 mic for home defense. Woo! 
damn. I'm not even going to sit here and pretend like I even know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> no, I know. Uh, folding stocks. Ah. I'm not a big fan of folding stocks. I have one. I oh, I'm not, I'm not against that. I just, I don't know. I've always been that, um, cause you know, we had the paratrooper stocks on some of our stuff, uh, specifically the two, four nines, which I thought were, cause you can hip fire them, but hip fire means you're in some really bad, you're, right. it's bad. Like if you're not even taking time to aim, you're in some bad stuff, right. but I don't know. I've just never been a fan of the, uh, the para stocks, but again, I, like I said, I'm not against them. Right. I'm not against anything. So I have I'm not little, Trump. I have like a little, <laughs> in, in a, in a tiny little backpack, uh, I have a Ruger PC charger. Mm-hmm. Uh, with a folding stock. Mm-hmm. What's your daily carry? Uh, my daily carry is a... You got it on you? Yeah. Bust it out. Let's see. By that, I meant your penis, not your gun. <laughs> also, the website is what? So, uh, Woo! it's a Glock 43X. Oh, that is sexy. But you add the shield arms, okay. um, 15 rounders. Instead 15 of rounders? The, Talking to the mic? Yeah, and instead of the... 10 round mm. uh, stock it comes with. Yeah. So 15 rounders and then I have a hollow. box mag? Yep. And okay. then, then uh, it had to be, yeah. Yeah. And then a hollow sun. Nice. Nice. Optic on top. Nine mil? Yeah. Yeah. I, I wanted a 45, but with that 45, I'm not, I'm going to sound like a complete bitch on this one. The kick is one of those things that where I feel when my, my heart's going to race, because I don't care who you are, when you're in an environment like that where you got to draw, you're already very, very like, bro, things are bad. Right. So I don't want something that's going, although I know that's a matter of training. So it's really on me on this one. It's all about user preference. But I know with 45, depending on the grain, I get a little bit more kickback. But I want something that, number one, it's going to hit them. It's going to drop them. And I can stay on target a little bit more effectively than I could with 45. But that's just me. Because you can also out-train that. Right. You can out-train that. I just don't. Right. I'll be honest. I just don't. I mean, look. The, you know the what my daily carry is? My mind. No, not my arms. I die. <laughs> I die. This is these puny things. Like I'm, yeah, yeah. Even, oh, they're already in the chat. Like you're a bitch, John. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I said this. I said I don't. Tra- I don't out train it. I have a nine millimeter because it's just easier to freaking deal with that little bit of recoil. Yeah, a little bit, just a little again, bit. You yeah, train it right. Like you, you do just, have to out train it. Yeah. Well, I remember yeah. taking Sheila to the range, and uh, God bless her. You know, it's just like when you. Uh, I'm sure you know that you take people to the range all the time. Yeah. One of the first things you expect is the anticipation. It's the it's you anticipate the recoil and you see them lean into it. Yep. And it's like you've got to break that habit. But even to myself, sometimes I'll find right as I'm about to like the surprise of that trigger pull, that I just slight jerk. It's like let it be a surprise. Yeah. Let it be a surprise. Yeah. So, yeah, that's no, just that comes with training. I, yeah. I take people there all the time, and usually I put one round in the mag, mm-hmm. and I said let's get for let's get through the first round. Mm-hmm. I said everything after that. Mm-hmm. You might not be as accurate, right? But you need to get over that the recoil and the sound. Mm-hmm. Once you get, once you do that first shot, and you realize I'm still alive, yeah, yeah. I said because a lot of people are just they're very leery of loud noises because you know we, we tend to forget sometimes when you're in that community, ain't no big deal, right? But you do have to put yourself into the new shooter's shoes of saying. Um, you know, these are loud noises. There's different smells here because they're not, you know, and I'm not trying to like baby people's like man up no, a little bit, but, but when you're talking about like women specifically, you know, a lot of them there, this is foreign to them. So it's, you got to ease them into it. It's like, look, there's nothing to be afraid of about this bad boy. Respect it, fear, fear it, yep. but don't let it control you. Right. I mean, after the first shot, they always put the gun down. They're shaking a little. I said, okay, okay. Take a yeah. deep breath. Well, and they're like, okay. I said, suck go, it up. I, I say, no, go like this. <laughs> and, and they're like, why? I'm like, smell it. I'm like, because it's aromatherapy. It's so good. It's oh, a, the smell of gunpowder. I could probably right. smell it after sex and right. be completely satisfied. I'm like, baby, what are you doing? It's like, we're using gunpowder as lube. Shut up. We're just but, dealing with it. No, but honestly, they, I, I, I say, smell it, right? Yeah. Like that. And they go, I'm like, that. we call that aromatherapy. aromatherapy. And, then, and then immediately. Oh, it smells so good. But immediately you see them smile mm-hmm. and that, that anxiety just 
leaves. And then you hear in your head, one of us, one <laughs> of us. We've, we've turned her. She's part of the gun, the gun to a board. Yeah, no, so it's... We've assimilated another one for the rights of the people. Well, yeah, they, well done. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, for me, every time I take somebody new to the range, specifically women, it's one of those things of like, you've got to bust through the... Um, the demon they create in their head or the concept of what they're getting themselves into, because we always fabricate, we always make it the worst case scenario. And we don't know. So I remember my drill sergeant to this day, never forgot day one of BRM on the range, pulls out the friggin' the, uh, AR 15 or excuse me. Um, M4, M4. Yeah. I actually know it was an M 16. We didn't really get M fours until it was at my second unit, I think. But, uh, it pulls out the M 16, puts the butt stock right on his nuts and just blows through a mag. Just right there. He said, look, privacy. He's just, he's just doing it. He's humping the M16. I never forgot. I still remember the mental image in my head. But it was like, if I can put it on my nuts, your cheek is going to be just fine. Yeah. And so I never forgot that. And uh, I always tell people, the first thing I do is I grab the round or I grab the, the, the pistol. It's like, look, and I'll just go from the side, just pop off a match. Pop, 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 pop. It's like, look, that's all it is. That's, that's all, it all is. there is. There is no, there's no boogeyman. There's nothing. Right. Everything that you created about this thing is in your head. Look at the reality of this. This thing does not fire unless I squeeze that trigger. So when you make them, you, you dispel that fear of it, but then you ensure that you ingrain the fear of it. Right. It's like, don't, you know, I remember um, I had a buddy of mine that was, uh, he was airborne. He jumped out of airplanes and uh, he went from the 82nd to the 101st and he'd been doing it his entire career. He's like, what made you change? He's like, I stopped fearing it. Like what? He's like jumping. He's like, I, I wasn't afraid anymore. He's like, when you stop being afraid of things, or at least not necessarily being afraid, but having that respectful level of fear that keeps you on guard, you need to stop doing it right. because now you're going to get hurt because right. you're going to start making mistakes and stop caring. So I've always made sure to adopt that principle with firearm training and usage and, and ownership. It's that don't ever let yourself be, you know, have sensory adaptation to where that firearm isn't a big deal. It's like, right. it should always be a big deal. Say, where 100%. is it at? Is it loaded? Is it safe? Yada, yada, yada. Right. So yeah, I have a book for that too. Oh, you got a book for everything. <laughs> I got a book. What's the book called? Safety on. Safety. My, my also, what's the website again? Oh, uh, thepewpewju.com. Thepewpewju.com. Boom. Uh, looking at this right now. See if we can see. Uh, <laughs> you see that when you su subscribe, what it says? Uh, sign up for the latest news. Email address: support freedom. No, I report my name. <laughs> well done. <laughs> well done. I like it. This is uh, this is Yuda's website. Let me fix this to where people can actually see this. There we go. This is the website. No, I report my... I feel guilty just clicking on that. You've already made me feel guilty. I don't like your website, dude. As soon as, soon as I get in there, I I, I feel hor horrible. Right. Why, why do I want to be on this website? You're already like making me... You know, you're comparing me to like people that report their neighbors for red flag laws and stuff. You're, I feel horrible about your website now. You're not a good person. You're not a good person at all. I've had people message me saying, you guilt tripped me into signing up for your newsletter. <laughs> I'm like, damn right I did. I'm Jewish. Feel bad for me. And exactly. secondly, no. So to your website here, this is awesome. You offer a variety of, of books for children as well. Yeah. But you've got your main one, Spot the Gilly, Volume 1, now available. I think we're featured on Rumble homepage right now. we got like 1,100, almost 1,200 live viewers. It's awesome. Oh, What's yeah. up, guys? Make sure you hit the like button to follow. Uh, my guest today is the Pew Pew Jew. He's my token Jewish friend. So you can't say I'm anti-Semitic. I have one black friend too. And I only have friends like that just so I can use them as run cover when I make racist statements and anti- No, I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. It's okay. I only use you to get publicity. <laughs> At least you're honest about it. Yeah, he's my token cracker. He's my token cracker. So I got your website here. Yeah. Again, um, the Second Amendment educational combo every child needs. And, you know, if we see the mainstream uh, schools, I shouldn't say mainstream, excuse me, schools and stuff out there, the indoctrination is just to become such a level that I feel like normal people that at one point had their heads in the sand is like, ah, it's not a big deal. Now people are taking note. 
Now people, when you have in classrooms that are running uh, pro-Palestinian things and they're commenting on politics, it's like, look, that's not what school is for. Right. You want that? Go be an activist. Your job, your role on taxpayer money is to teach children the necessary skills to function effectively in our society. And this nonsense that you're teaching them about activism, regardless if it was pro-two-way or anti-two-way, yeah. stop. Teach them the basics. ABCs and, then, and one, two, threes and nothing more. That's on that's on the homes. Yeah. And it's good that you have these books because here with teachers or with excuse me, with with parents and stuff, um, you've got you've got a great uh, a great selection here. Thank you. So we go to books. Right. So you, you got safety on. This is about gun safety for children. Right. Twenty seven words. It's a breakdown of the twenty seven words according to the founding fathers' original intent. Of I thought that was gonna be a sex book, like twenty seven tantric words to tell your pro two way spouse that you're gonna get it turned on like Gun loop. It's a boom. I'm there. You know, don't joke. <laughs> J- Jera and I uh, do it. What we we joked about coming out with a book together. Fifty question. Fifty tactical questions you ask before you date. I love that. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, that's I'm, I'm hilarious. Gonna, I'm gonna bother her and like. That's great. You know, do you like the long barrel or the short barrel? You know, yeah. stuff like that. So. Yep. Yep. That's twenty seven words in the bullet points. There is bullet points is about what. Uh, reasons why sh- oh uh, reasons why America should embrace common sense gun laws, uh, hundred fifty five. <laughs> uh, I don't want to give it away. Um, hundred five explosive gun jokes. ABCs of guns. You got say oh so you got some combo. But now your newest one is signed copies of yeah. Spot the Gilly. This is for twenty four ninety five. That's and again signed. it's like a Where's yeah. Waldo but for tactical yeah. stuff. That's pretty cool. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, you got the pro vet there. You got the ATF agent. That's that's awesome, man. What uh what inspired you to do this? Just you know, it's one of those things that. You see companies come out with new guns or, you know, new vests. It's like, it's the same thing, right? It's like everything is the same thing in the gun world. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. Everything's the same thing. And I'm always thinking, like, I need to do something that's different. What what can I do that stands out? I mean, literally. Hear me out. A gun where the barrel is actually facing you. Never been done, right? (laughs) Never been done. It would go, right? One ownership, resell. What? No, I'm totally kidding. Yeah, no. I've actually seen pictures of guns that were developed like that, which I was like, what, I, what the hell's the point? Yeah, yeah no. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, it was because it was out of basic training. They take you to the National Infantry Museum, and I remember there was a section there. It talked about um, futuristic weapons, and one of them, it had an old picture of a, a weapon that was uh, a pistol formulated or crafted in that fashion. I was like, this makes no sense. Even as a private, I was like, huh? Yeah. So, I, yeah. But, I don't know. But no, so, so the, you know, the idea was... Um, I was walking in my house and mm-hmm. I saw an uh, old Where's Waldo and mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, you know, that'd be funny if I made it into a gun book. I'm like, but yeah, what are you going to search for? And I'm like, a sniper. There you go. And then you there know, you, that's and a then, good twist. Then Spot Gilly, right? Yeah, Spot uh, Gilly. Yeah. And you have to find a sniper. And yeah. I got a bunch of fantastic companies to each sponsor a page. Somebody said liberal friendly gun is the one with the... Thing. <laughs> the barrel aimed right at it. it's a liberal friendly gun. I don't want to shoot you. But anyway, you, you, you said you got permission. Yeah, people. So, well, I got permission to use three people. Um, mm-hmm. But then on top of that, I, I reached out to like AR15.com. They're mm-hmm. friends of mine. Uh, yeah, I see you share there's some of their yeah, stuff. Yeah, Son, Sons of Liberty Gunworks uh, sponsored two pages in the book. Mm-hmm. DEFCON 3 out of San Antonio does really cool work on mm-hmm. firearms. And I think Jimmy's of, watching right now. He just texted me. Jimmy? Um, yeah, Alex's producer. Oh, okay. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so it, it's been it, that's kind of where it stemmed from. Mm-hmm. And I just I ran with it. How'd you do for Black Friday? 
Um, you know, I don't really do Black Friday that much. It's like 10% off. Whenever I do sales anyways, mm-hmm. no one ever jumps on them. Mm-hmm. Um, they're already pretty, I mean, they're already pretty cheap, to tell you the truth. I mean, they're not, they're not expensive. Right. So I'm mm-hmm. not like... Yeah. Maybe losing out two, three dollars. Well, I mean, you you're know. Jewish. I expect you to haggle at some <laughs> point. Like, do people actually DM me? He's like, hey, we got to haggle over this. Like, hey, it's too much. It's too much. Yeah, I hate no. it. <laughs> Wait, does your family ever actually practice stuff like that anymore? Or is it not no, really? It's kind no, of dead my, no, I, I'm, I'm one of these people. So uh, someone who I, I absolutely love, she, her name is Jackie Billings. Mm-hmm. She, I know Jackie. Do you know Jackie? No, I don't. Okay. So Jackie is, <laughs> I, I believe, the chief editor at Pew Pew Tactical. Okay. Or one, one, one of the higher up editors. Right. And she has edited a bunch of my books. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's nice. Okay. And, and she is just, I absolutely love this woman. Mm-hmm. I asked her straight out. I said, Jackie, how much would you charge me to edit? And I said, I'm not looking for it. I said, I'm not looking for a deal. Tell me how much you would charge. If I can afford it, mm-hmm. you're hired. If I can't afford it, I get it. You're this t- is to edit the wording? The, yeah, to edit. Now the, you can use chat GPT and all this stuff now. You know what? I've done that before. Does it work? I don't like it. How I, so? It, it just. Is it not, is it not effective? It's, it's, it's missing it, the human element. No, no. I, I know it sounds c- kind of corny and cliche, but it takes away from the, okay. the, the, the heart. Fair enough. Right. Like it changes the words to make it sound more robotic and I'm not looking for that. Fair enough. So I kind of stay away from chat GBT. I've never um, used it, but I see a lot of people out there with their, they do a lot of article writing, stuff like that. SEO. Right. People are engaging it for that. Uh, that's why I pay them to do that. I just kind of yeah, like, yeah. I, yeah, and I just I'm just like no, I'm I'm it, okay, fair enough. I feel like it just takes, yeah, you know, something out of the writing. Yeah, for sure. But you know, so yeah, some people do uh, haggle still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'll never forget. So I used to, I do photography professional uh, professionally as well, and um, yeah, sometimes I shoot people for money. And um, <laughs> I knew you were going yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, you were going I there. love that one. That, it's actually on my business card, my photography oh business card. Oh, my God. Even the chat's like, ban him. Ban him. No, ban I'm him. kidding. I'm no. kidding. Um, would it be the first time someone <laughs> tried to ban me? But no, uh, when I used to live in L.A. and I would do like all these bar mitzvahs and bat mitzvahs, I'd always get, what's your rabbi discount? <laughs> really? And my response was, <clears throat> when God gives me a photography discount, <laughs> I'll give you a rabbi discount. <laughs> When, when God um, gives me a break, I'll give you a break. Pretty, no, pretty much. Yeah, and yeah. and uh, I got one rabbi who was upset at me because he was like, yeah, well, you know, we, we teach your kids the Torah and new stuff like that. And I'm like. But don't, like, we, don't you pay them? Yeah, they get paid. Yeah. So yeah. what are you complaining no, about? So I turned to him. I'm like, oh, that's really lovely. I said, do me a favor. If you want my services, get a second job or get a new job. And. I didn't get that job. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want it either. I, well, yeah, and I didn't want it. People yeah. always come to you. You know, that's the one. Is the, one of those things that um, I've had. You know, when you start a company, when you start a business, you're gonna have friends that are gonna um, they're gonna openly support you no matter what. Yep. They're gonna buy your product full price. Yep. They're gonna tell their friends about it. They're gonna help you out because they want to see you succeed. Right. Then you're gonna have the other friends that would come out to you with their hands open. Yep. You know, saying, "Well, hey, I'm a friend." Yada yada yada. So it's just like. There's a sincere lack of respect when you do that to somebody, trying to use them to that capacity, yeah. specifically when it comes to like a skill that you learn. And I, I've told this story repeatedly uh, about Picasso. In the midst of Picasso's fame, he was sitting at a, a little cafe, I think it was in Paris, 
And he had a little napkin there. He's just doodling on it. And everybody knew who he was already. He was super famous. And so this little, this lady walks up and she says, hey, um, can I buy that napkin when you're done? And, you know, the Picasso is sitting there and he just drew like, I think it was like, I think a castle, I think, or something like that. And so he looks at the lady and says, yeah, absolutely, $30,000. She goes, $30,000. It's like, you've been doodling for 30 seconds. He said, ma'am, it's like, what you're wanting right now didn't take 30 seconds. He said, that took 30 years to learn how to do that. You're paying for my skill. You're paying yep. for what money I've put in to learning this practice. Like with tango, I go perform now. And it's like, no, there's a fee that comes with it now. It's like, because I've invested thousands in private lessons, right. going to Buenos Aires and learning from masters, be it basic fundamental tango moves, but still it's the amount that I've put into this. Right. And I feel like until people actually try and experience art on their own in some way, shape or form, they're never going to fully appreciate the artist. They're never going to fully appreciate the skill. And that's where you as a businessman, as you well know, it's like, you're going to appreciate it through paying my price and right. my price is fair. And my price, you know, and that's what you have to, you know, competitive market. Right. It's market value. Absolutely. Um, but when people come at you with that, it's like, what's the discount? I've, you know, I've, I've basically had to break off friends too, that it's like, it starts with, I want to help you. And then it turns into, but what can you give me for said help? It's like, well, then that's not help. So I've had a few people over the course of, you know, 20 years doing photography have come up to me and they're like, hey, listen, I know we go back a while. I know we're good friends. I don't want to take money away from you but we just want to know what yeah. you charge because money's very tight. Yeah. That's different. That's different. But when yeah. people come up to me and say that, I'll be like, let's work it out. Yeah. If you want me to do it, yeah. if I have to give you a 50% off, mm -hmm. absolutely. I, yeah. I gladly do it. You're not trying to take advantage of oh, me yeah. and I'm in the, I, yeah. I have an ability that you want that I can help you. Yeah. And that I'm always, we have an ambassador program that we started back up and I put Sheila in charge of it because, you know, I've, she's dealt with, uh, you know, she's been sponsored by companies in the fitness world before. So she gets the crux of it. And I, I give her my, uh, my experience. Cause you know, I've worked for, for companies for a very long time. Then we launched shell shock. And now I finally get to transition to that role of like, we have our own ambassador program, but I know how this works and our ambassadors get paid 30%. Wow. Most of that, just right there. Yeah, most ambassadors, 10, yeah. 10, 15, 20, we do 30. Because I would not have made those sales had I not had your audience, had you advertising for. So I'm okay with paying more. But with some people, that's still not enough. Right. They, they want to talk about, like, well, how much free stuff can I get? It's like, well, hold on. No. Well, hold, wait a second. I was like, you're getting paid out 30%. You, it's like you don't appreciate because you don't recognize the value and what I am giving you. Right. And when somebody is tone deaf to said value, I cut ties with them. It's like, sorry, that's, that's you. That's, that's you, a you yeah. problem. If you cannot appreciate what I am offering, and I'm not giving them peanuts here. I'm giving you, again, the ability to earn money, but their income coming in based upon your sales is astronomically higher than I would say almost all companies yeah. out there that have ambassador. I have never seen an ambassador program pay out 30%, 30 yeah, never. never, because here's the deal. The way it works is I give them a 10% code for their audience, so that audience is getting 10% off. The ambassador is getting paid 30%. Ultimately, me as the business, I'm taking a 40% hit here. Right. So my margins are still even getting cut into further, but I still recognize the fact that I would not have made that sale without you. Right. So I'm cool with that. Right. That's me investing in the idea of like, look, I'm okay with taking, say, a 40%, 50% hit on this one. I never would have made the sale without you. But when people don't realize that and they keep with the gimme, gimme more, it's like, no, time to go. Yeah. Not going to happen. No, I, I, I try very, very hard to... I mean, even in the gun industry, when they're oh, like, man. but I'm saying when they, when yeah. someone said, you know, when someone's like, oh, you know, do you want to, like, I just became an ambassador mm -hmm. for a uh, company that makes, um, 
suppressor covers. Okay. Called Liberty's Defense. Nice. It's a great company. There's a lot of companies in the firearm industry. Yeah. Not even just on guns. Right. But you know, when when Trigger Safe Team, they're one, Air Armor Tech, I've worked with them. Um, yeah, good, good people. There's good some, people. Yeah, there's some really good people out there. Yeah. And you know, um, my big thing is, hey, I can't afford it, yeah. but can we barter? Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, w- I'm willing to barter with you, mm-hmm. not asking you anything for free. Yeah. Um, but I'm will. I, I, I do offer my books. Yeah. You know, something like that. <laughs> uh, no, but you know, you, I'm not trading you a suppressor for a book. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> Of course, I mean, it has to be an even trade. The only person that actually was really cool about it was Dion from F1 Firearms. He yeah. actually sent me Betsy Ross. I named her my uh, my red, white, and blue AR-15. He sent me that for free. I was like, are you serious? Like, yeah. He's like, you, you know, give us some shout outs. I'm like, bro, I know you're loaded. Like, I know you're loaded. When you're sending me a free AR-15 that's valued at roughly like $2,500, like, bro, it's like, I'll give you lots of shout outs. Absolutely. 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 No, 100%. But then you definitely hit that point where, you know, you start working for these companies and some of these companies are going to say that we're going to give you free product. Supplement companies have a very big track record of doing this. And I can't say I blame them because I would probably do the same thing if I, if I, you know, if I was a crook, but you're only going to get away with what the person allows you to get away with. So when I first got into the whole influencer marketing thing, and people can say it's not a real thing, it actually is. It really 100 percent is. 100% it is. People that say it's not, you're saying it from a stance of like, I just don't like the fact. Fine, you don't have to like influencers. That's okay too. I'm not saying you have to, but to say that something doesn't, I like for example, saying that streaming is not a viable source of income. Uh, yes, it can be. It 100 can be. And people that have problems with people that stream, it's like, but you'll sit there and watch the NFL for hours on end. Right. But this person's also entertaining you. It's like, so you don't see the value in that right there. Right. But to go back to the original point, though, was that um, a lot of these supplement companies, they're going to say, we'll pay you in free product. You get to a point where it's like, that free product ain't paying the bills, bud. I need money. I need the Benjamins. I need need the greenbacks. And so a lot of companies don't do that. You know, I could easily do that with Shellshock. I mean, I do have some... I do have some deals worked out where the people are like, I don't need the money. Give me free product. It's like, fair enough. Like right. that's, you got a monthly stipend of like $500 worth of free product, whatever the case, because they're making a lot of sales. Right. But they're just like, you're my friend. I don't actually need the money, but I want to support you. He's like, well, then we'll always send you free product. Right. So, but yeah. Look, I push your, when, whenever I get a chance, because there, there's a lot of people in my community. Mm. Um, now, I don't know whether they pull the trigger or not, but mm. Um, and I swear, I think those are the ones in the funny hats coming here trying to barter. I was like, no, yeah, no, I'm I think kidding. so. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. They don't have anything to barter. One, one guy brought um, his wife and she'll wash your dishes. It's like, like nah, dishes. we're good. We're good. <laughs> but no, um, I push people to get your roll on oh, thank because you. on our Sabbath, not to get into the whole laws of everything. It, no, I'm saying it's just, it's just way too confusing. Okay. But like, you can't take like a cream and rub it on. There's reasons why, okay. but a roll-on is not the same thing. You're not rubbing it in. You're just rolling it you're on. You're rolling it on. So now it's, you're just so arguing semantics at this point. Yeah, though. yeah, I, yeah, I the know. The applicator is different. So yeah, one's your a, finger, one's not your finger, but you're still using your fingers to apply it. Yeah, it's... it's. This sounds like a very weird religion. <laughs> it sounds like you're just trying to make up excuses now. It's very possible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm but screwing no, but, you, bro. But I'm, I'll, I'll push a lot of people who are like, hey, I have back issues. I'm like, go get the roll-on. It's the only, Oh, yeah. It works I think, I think it's only the, CB, the only CBD roll-on mm-hmm. I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, hell, I use it sometimes when I get headaches. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll oh, yeah. just roll it right here. Yeah. It's unreal. Yeah. Um, and I've taken CBD oil before. Mm-hmm. Didn't really do anything for me, mm-hmm. but the CBD roll-on works, and I tell people, yeah. hey, 
You mean- I, we, we, I'm constantly dealing with that because again, like I said, a lot of people view CBD as snake oil salesmen. It's like, yeah, because you got yours from a, an unreliable source. You probably got it from a kiosk in the mall. You probably got it from a gas station. It's like, try it from us because I'm the only, we're one of the very few CBD companies out there. It's like, I'll give you hundred percent money back guarantee on every single one of our products. Right. I've tested every single one of our products. We know they work. And if they don't work, I'll refund your money. I got no problem with that. Right. Like, because I'm not in the mindset. And that's why Shell Shock's been very, we've been very blessed where it's like, I'm not trying to take your money and not give you something in return for it. It's like, right. you work for that. I appreciate the fact that you took an interest and you you trusted us. You trust us. So the, the money back there, you know, it gives people warm and fuzzy. Like, if it doesn't work, you're not wasting your money. Right. I will give you, but if it does work, let me earn your business. Like stay with us. I, I, I still think that you should get kosher. You should. I, I, I know I said Tyler. I, not, yeah, I need to get on Tyler, but we talked about doing something like that. I don't know if it's not. It, but but it, well, we have to get it. Yeah, we got to get, get the rabbis in here to be, do that. Yeah, because yeah. It, it, otherwise they're not going to buy it. Yeah, I do need to get that. Yeah, but that just appeals to an even broader market. So that's a, there, it's a smart. It'd be no different than saying things are vegan or whatever. That, yeah, you not. appeal to a wider market. No, you should you should is. strive to do that because even now, like one of the biggest things I, I took away from uh, the Black Rifle thing when they launched their uh, their energy drinks was the first thing I looked at is like, bro, your sugar content is way too high. Yeah. The market has shifted. People don't want to drink this stuff anymore because when I look at something and it's got like 45 grams of sugar, society at large has become more educated now on nutrition, exercise. They know things. So before people just didn't actually care. Right. When you're constantly on your phone and you're seeing these examples, oh, am I boring you? No. Am I boring? <sighs> you want me to just stop you over there yawning? You need some sugar. <laughs> yeah, speaking about sugar. <laughs> nah, we're, no, we're good. Uh, my, no. My, my baby was up at five. So, Ooh. yeah. Ooh. But no, the point still being, though, it's just like people, they're, they're way more health conscious. Yeah. And they should be. Which no, is a good 100%. Thing. So when they dropped that drink, I was like, ooh, it's like you got to bring that sugar content down. But then you'll definitely have a group that, are, that don't care. Of course. But I think if you want to reach a wider audience, you're going to have to do something that feels more mainstream wants. And I remember seeing a lot of comments on posts that I saw about that. It was like, it's just too high. Carbs too high. Sugar's too high. I don't know if they brought it down. I've never, I'm not a big black rifle guy. I like, uh, I'll be honest with you. Um, love JT. JT's always been cool with me. You know, he, he's one of the very few that I still keep in touch with. Everybody else I don't talk to. I just, I, I feel like when you get involved with certain people, you tend to either take on their personalities or you start to fight their battles or you become kind of under that umbrella. I don't like doing that. I wanted to in the past, but then as the years progressed, I started seeing people like the grandmounts, the rest of them go their directions. Like, man, I'm glad I cut ties with these people because they've just gone off the deep end right. of whatever the case. But and I'm not, you know, Black Rifle, they've had their stuff with written houses, and I've I've actually defended them a few times. I've had to criticize them on a few things. But I do respect what they've done. As like, bro, you don't build something like that just from sucking. Right. You know, the branding was point on, spot on. What they did with their stocks was pretty crappy. Yeah. I don't agree with that. I thought that that was one of those things that I was like, bro, that should have lost you a lot of business, what you pulled on that one. And, you know, there were lawsuits, but that's one of those things to where it's like, who made that decision? Like, I want to know who made that decision. Right. To like, you know, flood the market with more stocks, devalue it. Because I think now uh, BRCC stocks, like what, like one or $2 a share? Opened it at like right? 16. Oh, it's dropped. It's plummeted. It's gone horribly bad. It's like, bro, you sold off. I mean, you 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 con you convoluted your stock. It's like right. you did this. You made a lot of money, but the expense of a lot of veterans out there. So yeah. I'm just like, dude, that's screwed up. Yeah. So I mean, but I, I've always supported the smaller brand coffee companies because I feel like Black Rifle, they're there. Best ain't worrying about where his next cheese, but he's a freaking millionaire. He's good. Right. These other people that are working hard. Yeah. Red Clover Coffee, uh, Frontier Coffee Company, Viking Coffee. 
Blackout Coffee. There's so many other coffee companies out there. Even Austin Peterson's, AP4LibertyShop.com. I bought some his coffee yesterday. It's like these people are just trying to make a living. Right. You know, it's branding, it's price point, customer service, care. Realistically, coffee's coffee to me. I'm not going to lie about that. CBD is CBD to that. Right. All they're taking is a CBD powder, mixing it with an oil carrier. We use MCT oil. It's a much healthier oil. That's what you're getting. Right. It's not like we have some new revolution. It's 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 based with branding and your price point and how much are you watering it down, which we don't. So I'm not going to sit there and lie to people and say like, oh, you know. Now we do have some things that we specially formulated just for us, absolutely. Makes when sense. it comes to coffee, though, it's like I don't mind throwing these people twenty, thirty bucks because like that guy's trying to put food on his table. Right. As I sit here and drink a Starbucks. <laughs> 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 this is actually one of those. Uh, uh, they call them the uh, cold buster. It's a lot of tea. It's ginger, cinnamon. And it's supposed to be really good for like when you're getting over a cold. Yeah. The only time I drink tea is when I have a cold. Yeah, uh, I, I absolutely hate tea. It's so weak. It's disgusting. It's, why do the it's British disgusting. like fawn over this? Like this is the weakest thing. And but they look at Americans and their coffee is like, oh, I say, you guys are such barbarians. Uh, it's like, bro, you drink tea, you panty-waisted, cotton-headed ninny-muggins. You put milk in your tea too. Like, oh. Okay, it's actually pretty good. Uh, uh, dude, I know. When we were in London for Christmas, uh, I actually tried the English breakfast, and I actually have some. It's a black tea, a spot a spot of milk, just a spot of it. It actually makes it really good. Not a lot. I'm not talking about the level I put creamer in my coffee because it's like I'd rather just have crushed up beans with some, like, peppermint mocha, you know, creamer. That's about it. But, like, with tea, a little bit goes a long way, but it definitely adds a certain cream flavor to it that actually makes it really good. I just, I can't drink tea. I think it it, it tastes like like gross water. Yeah, it's like pick a side. Either you're water or you're, or you're not. Right. Like, this is like it's a small level of, like, flavor. It's like, dude, just do something. Pick, do some, pick yeah. a flavor and do it. Yeah. Uh, fair I, enough, yeah. Yeah. But, but there are so many different health benefit or benefits to tea. A hundred percent. And I wish, I wish I was one of those people that would wake up every morning. <laughs> I wish I was one of those people that gave a damn about those benefits, but I don't yeah, care. Right. <laughs> no, like, I, <laughs> yes. But no, I wish, uh, you know, I actually enjoyed, No, but seriously, I don't. <laughs> I, I wish I enjoyed tea more. Yeah, same. You know, wake same. up in the morning, get like a mint tea, clean out the system type of thing mm-hmm. or whatever kind of tea does that, you know. I agree. But- do you feel like as you've gotten older, though, your your tastes have changed? Oh, God, yes. Because I used to, I the first time I had a Guinness, I was like, this is disgusting. Now, I love this stuff. I'd snort it if I could. So, I cannot have, I can't have beer. I'm actually allergic to barley. Mm-hmm. I know it's Did you weird. get, like, really red? No, I actually triggers migraines. Whoa, okay. Yeah, if I have barley. So, okay. I, I've been beer-free for uh, 15 and a half years, okay. which, which is fine. Yeah. Um, but other things that I found, like, I can't eat milk chocolate. I think it's gross now. It's way too sweet. Oh, okay. I no, would, yeah, yeah. I would yeah. much prefer. It's very a, rich. Yeah, yeah, I would much prefer a good dark chocolate. Yeah, but then when you're a kid, though, you're like eating that stuff so by the yeah, pound. You yeah. feel nothing. Then you get always like, oh, God. Yeah, no, and, and even like uh, a lot of times for our Sabbath, my wife asks me if uh, I can help her bake. So like yeah. I'll bake cakes and stuff like Wait, that. Is it like one of those helps like she's like you're actually going to help or she's just making you feel good? Oh, no, no. Like I, you did oh, so much, oh, mister. Look at you, Mr. Oh, Big Pants. No, no, you no, made no. that. I, I, I clean, okay. do laundry, cook dinner. Oh, she bake. really puts your ass to work. No, she doesn't. She doesn't put me to work. Oh. I just put it this way. If you ask my kids. I sound like such a horrible boyfriend right now. <laughs> I actually help around the house. Do I? It, yeah, I do. If you ask my kids, for example, who they would prefer to make dinner, me. Ooh. Every, and, and, and 
Unfortunately, that is a slap in the face. And, and unfortunately, I've shot. Oh, my, my wife loves it. She, oh, she oh okay, okay. She thought because my wife. I mean, she she's a teacher. So I'm over here trying to cause like domestic issues now in your relationship. She's like, you got to take this woman. Like, oh my god. No, my my wife. Uh, she she works hard. There's no she teaches five uh, five year olds. So mm-hmm. she's a kindergarten teacher. God bless her. Yeah, she's Good she's Lord. in school from you know eight a.m. to four every day. And, you know, she comes home, she's tired, and the kids are like, we yeah. want, what are we having for dinner? Yeah. And, like, my wife has become, like, the, no- eats. the, the, no, the, the, <laughs> the noodle queen. Noodle queen. Oh, yeah. Just well, make, yeah, it's wintertime, too. So. Right? Yeah. But no, no, winter, summer, noodles? fall. I mean, just, she just makes noodles or, like, chocolate chip pancakes. And my kids are like, we cannot eat noodles anymore. <laughs> so I came in, and I'm like, okay, let's so see So she's what. giving them what they want? Yeah, pretty much. We, she, want, <laughs> we want cake. Yeah, pretty, pretty like, much. Even the kids like, Mom, we can't have cake. This is not healthy to us. Like little five-year-olds, like, have you not watched the documentary? Right, exactly. Do you know how much sugar's in this? Right. Why so, do you keep giving us these BRCC energy drinks? <laughs> no. So, so I, I went online, and, and I had surgery last December on my stomach, and, like, as I'm in bed for a bunch of days, I'm, like, just, like, reels and stuff like that, doing nothing really, just relaxing, and, you know, all these, like, this recipe and that recipe reels. Mm, yeah. So I... That is the one good thing, though, when you talk about it and your phone listens. Yeah. And the algorithm feeds you that. stuff. like, yeah. this is the stuff I wanted, but for some reason, I keep getting all these spam trips to these places I don't want to go. Exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah Gaza's not a present time <laughs> this time of year. Um, but, uh, no, so, so like, for example... I hear I, it keeps raining. I, I don't know what that's about. <laughs> but, uh, not, like, for example, like, I found this recipe that had you take um, cornflakes, crush them up, and make, like, breaded... Yeah. Chicken. Yeah, for fish and chicken. Well, yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So, so I was like, you know what? I've done that. I'm going to do one better. That's actually really good. So I'm going to do one better. So we they make uh, kosher Doritos. Like you have to get them at kosher stores. Stop. Yeah. You did this with Doritos? So I crushed up barbecue Doritos, I think it was. Oh, my. Um, to Like a fine powder. Well, I'm getting excited over here. Right? And I made, I took chicken. Uh, chicken breast, and I. You, know, you made a Dorito chicken. A Dorito chicken, and then what I do is for my I kids. I sound like I have to be baked to enjoy that, but I'm sober, and I would love that. Okay, so next week you guys are coming for dinner. I'm down with that. Um, uh, what day? I don't know. We'll, we'll figure something out. Okay, it could be any day. Okay, but we'll figure it out. Um, but like you do that, I get like a nice baguette. Put the chicken. Is down. it baguette or baguette? I don't know. Baguette, baguette. We're dangerously close to a slur here. <laughs> <You> stupid baguette. <laughs> I always thought it was. I always thought it was Baguette, but I mean, it could be Baguette. I don't know. I, I honestly sounds like a Lord of the Rings character, yeah, Frodo Baggett. <laughs> but <laughs> he's no. the gay Hobbit. Xavier Baggett. <laughs> uh, okay, let's let's. Ooh, we're going out of the Shire. Let, let's <laughs> let's be let's be serious here for a second. I'm sorry. That just, br- that bromance between Frodo and Sam. Oh, that was yeah. That, that was they were bumping way, ugly. Yeah, yeah, that, that was like way Mr. too. Frodo, I'm so cold. Yeah, Come here, that, Sam. Yeah, mm. way way too. Mm. Yeah. yeah, but um, no, but like I'll take um, stop ruining childhoods over here. <laughs> I the Hobbit to... takes on a whole new meaning. That hole in the Shire, yeah, yeah, the hole it's a the glory shire. hole. <laughs> it was a Hobbit a glory hole? Oh my god! All right, we're done. We're done with this. Let's move on. We're move on. We were like destroying childhoods but, over uh, here. Nah, so I took the I took the piece of chicken, <coughs> um, so it was nice and and you know crispy, crispy. on the top. Yeah. Um, put it on a baguette. Put a uh, lettuce, tomatoes, red onions, mm. pickles. The only only issue I have with that though is the baguette uh, shells are too hard. No, no, this is a soft one. Okay, it's like what you what you would get at like yeah. some. I don't like hard baguettes. I like soft baguettes. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> You put it in your mouth and get hard. Oh my god! Oh, but, um, man. Some barbecue, some barbecue <laughs> sauce, special sauce, and it was 
unreal. This is like so. the most unprofessional podcast there ever is. Like, why? Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Well, not, your, not your mom's podcast. Not your mom's podcast. Not your mom's podcast, yeah. But, no, that um, does actually sound really good. So it, it's really what good. What kind of oil do you use? Uh, I throw in the air fryer. Dude, everybody keeps, you know, I, we find, like, well, I said we find, we've had an air fryer for like over a year now. I held off. I think it was one of those things of like, because everybody likes it, I got to be different. It's like, I don't like an air fryer, whatever. It's a, then you get one, it's like, oh no, these things. It's kind of like the whole, awesome. um, it, it's it's the similarities with that and uh, Game of Thrones. I didn't watch Game of Thrones until the last season, or I didn't start it until the last season it actually came out. And I was like, you don't watch Game of Thrones. And it, the whole reason was because... It, it wasn't because I didn't think it was good. I'd never seen it, but it was just like, everybody likes it, so Count, I hate it. Counterculture. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which is stupid. Which because is like 60 million Elvis fans can't be wrong. It was good. What they did in the last season, ugh, but we still talk about it. Funny thing is, I'm totally counterculture because I stopped watching after season three because I was bored out of my mind. It picks up. No, no it, was, it I, was a little bit. It that's does what pick I, that's, up, yeah. That's what I heard. But You got to go back and finish it, dude. You got to go back. And, but I will tell you this. Uh, look, you should just watch the end. Look, uh, there's very few shows that I actually enjoy right now. Yeah. Um, one that I just watched. You seen Napoleon yet? I have not. I've heard nothing but horrible things That's about it. That's what I heard. Too. I'm sad. I didn't think this would be a role for Joaquin Phoenix because he definitely has that kind of vibe to him. You know, like the, in the terms of how De Niro has a vibe, Pacino has a vibe. Right. Phoenix has a weird vibe. That's why with Joker, it paired perfectly. Yeah. He, like, yeah, that AI movie he did, perfect. He does. He, he's a great actor. He's fantastic. Yeah. I just don't know if he was Napoleon material. Who would I have cast? I don't know. But I've heard the movie is not historically accurate. Which again, you're never going to get that from Hollywood. It's got to be entertaining. There's right. got to be the the entertainment. But people were complaining a lot about. Um, apparently, in the movie. Spoiler alert! I haven't seen it. But he fired on the pyramids. That never happened when he invaded Egypt. He actually physically fired at the pyramids like that was that never happened. So I've heard that before. I didn't know they put that in the movie. Again, wow. I'm I'm so picky. I'm just now. reading reviews. No, I'm not talking no, about reviews. I, no, I've no, read, no, I yeah. heard. I'm so picky with what I watch now. I'll, oh, I'll start watching something, yeah. and I would say eighty percent of the time now, yeah. turn it off after ten minutes. I've been watching Sherlock Holmes with uh, Benedict Cumberpatch. Very, very well done series. You are way behind the times. Oh, I know. Yeah, no, I know. I that's a comfort show to me. Oh, I okay. love that show. That is that is, I'm a huge Sherlock Holmes fan. Yeah, the show is absolutely amazing because they were able to take Sherlock Holmes, mm -hmm. which is a period mm -hmm. piece, Victorian, a Victorian period piece, and actually bring it to modern times, yeah. temporary times. Yeah, and they did a good job. Perfect it. Yeah, yeah. I I, Benedict, I, love I will say for his act, he did. He's an amazing actor. Yeah, wouldn't have made him Napoleon. No, no, not, not him. But no, you talk about things that you watch. Uh, Did you watch The Bear on Hulu? I got into it. Season two, it got repetitive. It's like, you, you know, it, I, it's like Hell's Kitchen on repeat. So I really liked it. I, I, I think, really, oh, yeah, I thought I, it was a phenomenal. Yes. The guy, yeah. the main, uh, yeah. Carmi. He's a great actor. Oh, yeah. You can feel it. You could feel the dysfunction in that family, though. Like that Christmas episode. I don't know yeah. if you got that far. Yep. I mean, I didn't even know what, like, when the, <laughs> when the episode ended, I was just be like, I was just like, Sucks to be that family. Like, yeah. I didn't even yeah. know what to do. Yeah. Okay. They but, definitely pull you in on that one. Yeah. But the problem that I feel like a lot of writers fight, face when it comes to television and stuff like that is that when you look at, remember, like, when we first really got big on um, God, uh, Lost. Remember Lost? Never watched it, but Okay, yeah. so Lost was, you know, a very, I use that as a very um, historically accurate point that when you have a series that is a hit series, 
you got to have an end date in sight. Yeah. You've got to say this is the end no matter what because what happens is what happened with Lost. You've got a storyline that's very appealing. You crash land on an island, and then it goes from are there polar bears on the island? Then there's a hatch, and the hatch there's this number, and this number has to keep getting pushed. And it just it kept going, though, to a series like, okay, this is not even believable anymore. Right. The, the appeal was that it was somewhat believable. Now, when you saw potential like polar bears or monsters on the island, I was like, whoa, so this show isn't rooted in reality. This is a fantasy show. Then it's like, oh, it's actually not. So what happens is you've got the series that just goes on. It's like, do we need another Fast and Furious movie? No, we don't. No, we don't. It needs to end. Kill that off. Vin Diesel needs to die. I don't this think this needs I've to stop. Since bro, since after the three. first one, it's just like this is literally sixty seconds gone in sixty seconds on steroids. Right. It's repeat. Same thing. Oh, now we've got John Cena. Whole new- no, it's not. Now we've got The Rock. No, it's not. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. Yeah. So uh, writers, but it's, I, I but it's, funny, this. it's funny that you say that because there are. Like I won't watch Marvel or DC. Oh, dude, because, they destroyed that. They destroyed it. One of the reasons why I think the Dark Knight trilogy oh, was so successful mm-hmm. is because they made Batman believable. Yeah, and they stuck to that. Yeah, they didn't add like yeah. all the bad guys were realistic. There was mm-hmm. no mutants or. You look at Bane and it's like he's not wrong. He's, he's not wrong. He's <laughs> like, uh, not that, wrong. The Dark Knight Rises might be one of the most conservative movies to have come out in the last 20 years. I love that yeah. movie series. I, I think Christian Bale is a phenomenal actor. He's a method actor. Like yeah. this guy, the machinist. But yeah. what I saw, that, like I, for those that don't know, MCU, the Marvel, Marvel whatever, Captain Marvel, uh, her release just happened and she, box office disaster. disaster yeah. They've lost millions on this one. But well, yeah, here's the deal. You know, you push the woke ideology. I was like, but you've also beat this into the ground. I think it was a Martin Scorsese made a very controversial point. He said a couple of years ago, yeah. Yeah, he said, these aren't movies. He's like, these these are movies that produce movie stars, but these are not good actors. Right. He's not wrong. Right. He's like, these are their roles. Like acting requires you to give creation to a character that the writer sees in his mind, and you've got to make them line up. Yeah. These other movies, like, okay, you gotta play Superman. That's not hard. Yeah. That is really not hard. Henry Cavill did it, and he's not a great actor. Yeah. I, I'm, He's, he's easy on the eyes. All the women love him. He's not a very versatile actor. Right. But I do look at people like Christian Bale, specifically Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp is versatile. He's People don't like hearing that. He did amazing at Captain Jack Sparrow, which to me, eh, it was good. But acting, Sweeney Todd, oh, just incredible oh, range and the skill there. Yeah, but also, also you know, he has some of his serious roles. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Was it Matt? Uh, Edward, Edward Scissorhands. Um, but no, he he played that mafia boss in one. Donnie Brasco. He was in Donnie Brasco. No, Donnie Brasco was a good one. one. Um, whatever it was. Um, Black Mass, something like that. I don't remember that but, one. No, but another actor who I think is one of my favorite actors to watch, and he's so underrated, is mm. Colin Farrell. He kind of fell off. Where did he go? So he he's actually doing a spinoff now because he was... He played... He's Irish though, right? Isn't he Irish? Yeah. yeah. He... Irish or Scottish, one of them. Uh, don't tell them that. Yeah, <laughs> they get pissed well, off. I, I don't remember. Tell, call a Scot Irish, you know, because right. I'm Irish. Uh, oh, bro, yeah. I'm, I'm from My family's from Ireland, so it's just kind of like, I'm sorry, my past family, past my current family. family, bro, we're American through and through. Right. But I loved Ireland. Like, I, I, I've been there. Beautiful, beautiful country. The taxes are through the roof. But call a Scot an Irishman or an Irishman a Scot. Oh, you're going to get punched. Oh, yeah. They take that stuff to heart. Right. That's like calling an American a Canadian. It's like, wait, what'd you say? Do I look nice to you? Like, no. No, but Colin Farrell was actually uh, the Penguin in yeah. the latest, and mm-hmm. they're doing a spinoff on yeah. the Penguin. And Cobblepot. Yeah. 
Really? Yeah. I I didn't know Colin Farrell was Penguin until I saw the credits. Like, wait, what? Yeah. He did a very good um, job. Um, Never would have seen it. He he's so versatile as yeah. well. So I love well, when you're cast him. and you're always a sex heartthrob. It's very difficult to get out of that that casting because that's what people that's what they go to see you that's as. Right, right. Johnny Depp did transcend that, thankfully, because if he'd still been that, that teenage heartthrob, he never would have gotten those roles. Another one is Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, I think one, he's a very good actor. One of the best actors. Yeah. Him and, and Scorsese were made for each yeah. other. That that and uh, Tarantino. Yeah. I think as an actor, he or excuse me, as as a director, he's got his own genre of stuff. So you know if you're gonna watch a Tarantino movie, number one, you better not be easily offended. But number two, it's it's gonna be crazy. Yeah. It's gonna be crazy. Like, I mean, even Machete was so ridiculous, but it was expected. And and that and okay, and that's what I love. If you if you know a movie, if you walk into a movie with expectations of something it's not supposed to be, yeah, then you're gonna hate the movie. Yeah. But if you don't Unless like, it's just really good. Unless well, it's yes. really good. Yeah. And you know who's someone else who actually transcended the whole heartthrob? Oh. Matthew McConaughey. He, he was, is not a good actor. I think he... Uh, Matthew McConaughey... Oh, God. He, no, no you're right. You know, you're right. You're right. You're he, right. He has he a is. lot of similar roles. He, he does. He always plays that... But the role where he played with, um, oh, God, where he lost all that weight. Uh, what was it? Something fan club or it was oh, with Jared um, Leto... Uh, Jared Leto, I think, got an Oscar out of it. Yeah, he, but you want know, about he a very won. talented person, Jared Leto, as yeah. fruitcakey as that dude is. Yeah, it's like, but he's oh, amazing he's, singer, yeah. amazing actor, batshit crazy. Yeah, crazy like cult. Thirty Seconds to Mars is a fantastic, fantastic rock band. band. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I love them. They kind of dropped off too, though. I, I'm sorry. This this brings me back to the point I wanted to make before. Um, when was the last time you actually got excited to go see a movie? I'm talking about you knew about it being made and you've been pumped for it. That you're just like, hey, fam, we're going to the theater. We're going to see this. We're even dressing up. Two movies in the last two years. That's what it. are they? Ghostbusters Afterlife. Uh, oh, it was. It, did you see it? Uh, no, see it? I refuse. Dude, I, I don't. I'm tired of having my childhood ruined I, on these hot takes. One second. Where you? Okay. I will tell you. Ghostbusters Afterlife. Okay. Watch the original. That's the newest one. Yeah. Right? Okay. That's the one with Dan Aykroyd and Bill Murray. Yeah, but it, it's also, um, they, they have a very small role in it. Okay. okay. It's uh, Paul I'm, Rudd's in it. Okay. Um, And also not a lot of big names besides, you know, like Paul Rudd's the biggest name. He's not even the main character. Right. Um, That's another one that is kind of like, you got to bring some star power into it. Right. You have to. But that, what right. I like is that they... It focused on the kids. Right. Which is like, to me, that's that's not appealing. Like, I don't want to watch these kids. I, I will tell you, yeah. go watch the original one. Number okay. one, you don't. You can skip number two. Definitely do not even remotely watch. Rumble the, how we feel about this. The female reboot. People are saying Dragon. Anybody that says Dragon Ball, get out of here. What are you talking about? We're talking about acting. Yeah. I feel like that bearded dude with the glasses, with the bald head, who's always such a nerd. He's like, so what does it mean to be like yeah, you one of those weirdos? There you go. There you go. <laughs> now right. you're just going to look no. at your shooting place up. <laughs> Um, we got an active Jew shooter in here. Yeah, right. <laughs> throw coach, throw stuff at him. Throw throw meat uh, at him. No, what was the other movie? Um, Top Gun. I, fair enough. I, I think fair enough. Those two. Uh, first no, off, again, I wasn't excited to see Top Gun. So I was, I was thrilled because really, I was scared they were going to butcher it. I, I was, I was scared they were going to butcher it too. Okay. But I saw it about three weeks after it came out. Yeah. So the reviews. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, no, no, so, no, so no, again, no, no, That doesn't meet that category. Then I'm talking about that okay. you, you were excited before it came out to go see Ghostbusters. Okay. So Top Gun doesn't count though. Okay. I was in the same boat as you. It's like, I'm not going to go see this. It's not going to be good. 
No, it was really good. Was I was so impressed. Yeah. I was impressed. I also like the nods towards, you know, Keanu Reeves, or excuse me, Keanu Reeves, Val Kilmer. Yeah. Um, that was nice to see. Yeah. You know, he's been going through that battle, too. With and also, Val Kilmer. Kilmer was actually a pretty good actor, too. Yeah. Um, back in the day. Kind of, yeah, back in the day. But, um, no, but the, the reason I bring that up is just it feels like progressiveness has killed art. Oh, it, ha- it absolutely has. It's killed art. That's what, that's what I said earlier, right? I'll, 80% of the movies that I start watching now... After 10 minutes, yeah, I turned it off because I'm yeah. like, it's not capturing. Well, I felt that way about Napoleon. I was excited. I'm still going to go see it. I still, you have to. It's two and a half hours and I, I'm a history buff. I love history. Right. I have not focused on Napoleon so much, um, but I, I do like the appeal. I have, you know, the appeal of right after the American Revolution, France goes through its whole shebang. Napoleon's there. You know, some people call him a dictator. Some people call him a benevolent king, if you will. Um, but it was very interesting to see his tactics employed to conquering as much as he did. You know, right. the 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 the, uh, the battles that he went through. I mean, again, Hitler and Napoleon can both tell you, don't go into Russia in the winter. Not a smart idea. <laughs> not a smart idea. Hell, don't even go to Germany in the winter. World War II vets will tell you that. It's like, yeah. not a smart idea. But they pulled it off. But no, I, I just feel like progressiveness has just destroyed culture. You know, it, it used to mean something to... Um, Take the family to go to the movies, experience the popcorn, the Coke, watch the previews. The previews actually got you excited about the so, next thing. Yeah. But now it's all woke nonsense. And I don't mean it in the sense like everything's woke. It's just not good. It's just not, yeah, most movies now are just pure crap. It it's feels just, like we have just written, we are we are repackaging the same world. Well, say, for example, Rambo was a great series. Star Trek, great, or excuse me, Star Wars, great series. What did you do? Indiana Jones, same thing. You should have left it alone. The trilogy was enough. Yeah. Let it go. But no, we got to squeeze just a little bit more life out of this piggy bank and you ruin the entire thing. I, I couldn't even, I fell asleep on the last, I That's bought the last Indiana Jones. It was like 15 bucks. I bought it. I fell asleep. I was like, this is boring. Yeah, no, it's. <laughs> because it was believable. Yeah. When you're fighting Nazis on top of a moving train, it's believable. And it, now it's even, like. Even, uh, even, uh, e- even with the, you know, thousand year old. uh Oh, yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. It was still it believable. Was still believable. It, was it was like, still it could believable. happen. <laughs> but no, honestly, honestly. Fair point, fair point. Honestly, rewatch the original Ghostbusters. Yeah, oh, no, no. I love the OG Ghostbusters. Watch it again. I don't like the new stuff. Watch it again okay. so it's really fresh, and yeah. then just watch the Bill new Bill Murray one. and Dan Aykroyd have a very weird, but it works, sense and style of acting. Yeah. Bill Murray just comes off as, I don't give a crap about this role. You're going to watch it because I'm Bill Murray. Yeah. That's what I get. And and I I love it. I love it. It's weird. It's weird. It's just like, good for you, bro. Good for you. You found your shtick. Good for you. But uh, Afterlife was, I I tried so hard when I took my son to see it. So it was a little... It was a kid movie. Right? Um, I took my son to see it. And at the end of the movie, I was trying so hard to find something I did not like about the movie. Okay. And I couldn't. Okay. It was... It, Rumble, there, how are we feeling on this one? So here's the thing. There was also zero wokeness. Nothing. That's a good thing. There was, yeah, and, and I think yeah. that's that's why it was so successful. That's why MCU destroyed what they had when you had like the freaking... Uh, I, I lost count of how many Marvel movies there are now. Yeah, but the know. one scene where like... It's the one where, where Iron Man dies. Spoiler alert. Um, that like all the women have this one cameo and they're all like, we're the women of Marvel. It's like, dude, any single guy could beat the snot out of you. Shut up. Like, go fight. Like, you're over here posing while the guys are getting their asses kicked. Like, what are you doing? Right. So, yeah, fair enough. But, uh, no, I- I'll say it again. It was really? such a fun movie. The the writing was superb. People are saying it's a good movie in the chat. And, Ma, uh, Mondarb is saying it. Anything after the 90s suck. I kind of have to agree. Yeah, pretty much. To include music. Yeah. 
I'm not trying to come off as one of those old guys back in my day. There's new, but no, but like no, when you listen to stuff like Matchbox 20, what during the time was like, man, this is cheesy, but now it's like, it's been one bare naked ladies, like great songs. And now what do you got? You got mumble. Even our gangsters in contemporary times are a bunch of candy asses. They're like, they sound like John Fetterman to a beat. That's what it sounds like. It's like, this is rap. I was like, and I even I'm white. My cracker ass is like Pac, Biggie, yeah. even even P Diddy, yeah. even Will. Oh god, even Will Smith getting jiggy with it. Even that wasn't really gangster hip hop, right? But it was still like it had a beat. It was good. It was a, now you just got this mumble rap goofball nonsensical bullshit, and people are just you know yeah like yeah bro yeah even the gangsters that became met- metrosexuals like bro you know America's going bad when black hip hop culture has gone metro. It's like <laughs> dude, dude. <laughs> I hear that. I hear that. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like, what a white cracker like me is just like, bro. You lost your black card, and I'm not even black. That's bad. Yeah. The music has just been horrendous. Yeah. Um, I can't think of anything. I'll hear a song the, every so. Country music, forget about it. Yeah. No, country I, music I, is I just like, bro. Listening. I just want to shoot myself when I hear that crap. I listen to uh, either movie scores, like instrumental movie scores, yeah, which same. I, that calms me yeah. down. Oh, there's um, something about. Have you taken a more classical slash instrumental approach to music now? I've been into movie scores okay. for as long as I can remember. I'm saying outside of that. I'm talking about some of the greats. Oh yeah, I've I've always listened to uh, classical mm. music. I've always loved it's it. It's calming to me. It's very calming. Yeah. There's a a um a guy named Ludvico Einaudi mm-hmm. who I don't know if you're familiar no. with his work. Sounds it sounds posh. Does, so I'm gonna like d- it. Yeah. D- does piano, but like. Re- Really, who's this other guy? Um, he, uh, keep going. I'm sorry. Well, honestly, I think right now I, was, I forgot who I was talking with. I think uh, oh, a couple nights ago on Instagram Live, I think the only band, if it besides classic rock, right? You know, talking about early '90s and before, right? The only band, modern band that I would actually pay to see right now is the Who band. Oh, you're you're going way back, bro. No, 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 no. Not even that far no, back, no, honestly. Not not the Who. Oh, the Who band? Have you heard of the Who? It's these Mongolian rockers. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They yeah. Are oh yeah, oh freaking yeah, yeah, awesome. They've been around for a while. No, only a couple you, years. That's kind of a while. Okay, well, only a couple. Yeah, years. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Oh my uh, god, they, they uh, dude, because they have different versions of their songs. Yeah, one well, with they, English. English. Yeah, yeah oh, they're Wolf, really good. Well, they are the only Wolf band. Totem. Wolf, Wolf Totem is one of them. Yeah, UA UA is the other one. Yeah. And I'm just like, I don't know what the hell he's saying, but I want to go out there and slaughter Storm. a village. Like, <laughs> like, hell yeah, dude! Like Mongolian as hell. They have a new song. A couple. It's not super six months old called uh, Black Thunder with Serge Tarkarian. That and Dragon Force. Remember Dragon Force? Those are the guys that were just like crazy with their guitars. Like they were uh, Speed Metal, I think it's called. Maybe. Speed Metal It's like they're just going fast. It sounds great. It's not the, like I can't stand So yeah, stuff. I can't stand enough of it. But Speed Metal, it's like, bro, because I'm, I'm, I'm learning Spanish guitar. When I see these guys just going crazy on yeah, these frets, I'm like, crazy. damn, yeah. that's incredible. Yeah. But no, this other guy that I listened to, um, Andre Rio. Real, real. Um, here's a taste of what he's composed. He's a modern game. He does a lot of uh, Viennese waltzes. I love Viennese waltzes. I love the sound. Just what the, the, the picture it brings to your mind of kind of like olden days in Victoria era where there was just very posh and dancing. But I love that because they're relaxing. But you definitely, I developed appreciation to understand as a composer, you've got to know 
the note sound of every single instrument. Yep. That's incredible to yeah. me. As, as a composer, to be able to say, you have to know what this key is. I mean, because, you know, you have your standard keys, but you have to know how it sounds with a harp, a brass, percussion. Right. You have to know all of this, and right. you put it together in this culmination of a symphony. Right. And I find, like, our, the olden composers, it's just such a travesty to see what songwriting has, has devolved into. Although there are some greats. Matter of fact, uh, Sheila and I were coming back. We were listening to Whitney Houston. I was like, dude, you know, she's another one. It's like, damn, incredible. Right. Incredible talent. And it's like, what happened to these people? Like, uh, I mean, I so I, she I took need, a bath. I know what happened to her, but I'm talking about what happened to that that caliber of music? We don't have music now. We have just nonsensical ramblings. Yeah. I'm very into like epic music, mm. um, stuff that makes you, like you said, want to get up and yeah. just destroy your enemies. Bro, I don't even have that um, in the gym now. I can't, I have no gym playlist. Cause so what's your playlist? Like, it's just, it's all lost the taste. Like I, it just, nothing gets me pumped up. Maybe some Rocky soundtrack. That's about it. So there, there's a, uh, orchestra called the Baltic house orchestra. I've heard of them. So they're, they do like, they have a version of like dream on mm -hmm. from Aerosmith. I have not heard this. Right. Hold they, on. We're going to look this up here. You want it? I have it on my phone right here. I was, I was going to look it up on mine. It's called the Baltic. Baltic uh, Baltic House Orchestra. What's the uh, song is called? So they have a Dream bunch on. of them. Um, um, they have Dream On. They have Kickstart My Heart. But it's it's movie music. It's like super epic score. Right, right. That, it's got that soundtrack feel that to it. That soundtrack feel to it where you just want to get up. They and have like, The Last of Us, Sweet Child of Mine. Stop. We're going to skip to it. Hold on. We're going to skip to the middle. No, this is not a no. good one. Listen listen to Kickstart My Heart because that kind of right off the bat. Um, Let me go to their actual page here. Hey, while we're waiting, folks, make sure if you're watching on Rumble, hit that follow button. Appreciate you guys tuning in today. Thank you for being here. Um, uh, they have Sweet Child of Mine. Let me go to Baltic House Orchestra. Top songs. We got Jenny of Old Stone Star, Star Wars. So they, 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 they do a lot of. That's not how I remember Star Wars. Hold on. It could be from the new one, from the new movie. All right. So I know what you're talking about there. Okay. So you're talking like, like Top Gun Anthem. I'm get. Oh, my God. That right there, that inspires you right there. Because yeah. the plane's coming out of the hangar or the below deck of the carrier. There's, there's Tom Cruise walking out with the aviators. About to just destroy some MiGs. This is, for those asking, this is Baltic House Orchestra. I am going to bookmark this. I'm going to listen to this after. I'm going to add to my library. Yeah. I need to learn how to play that. That would be hard. Bing, bing. It's, yeah. it's good, yeah. But like, Dream On. Yeah, yeah. Like, I almost hate the original version. and the That good. Here's the thing. The original version is my favorite classic rock song of all time. I, wow, I, I know okay. that's, it, you know, it, that just, for some reason, that yeah. song always hit me right here. Yeah. Then it mixes that yeah. with this epic, like, movie score. Yeah. And you're just sitting there. You're like, holy crap. I, I love movie scores. Yeah. Like, when um, <laughs> my girlfriend and I was talking about, like, what do you listen to in the gym? And, I, I, you know, I tell people, it's just like, you'd be actually be very surprised what I listen to in the gym. It's not the heavy. I can't. No, me neither. For me, I've hit a point now where I go to the gym. I'm there to relax. I'm there to get a lift on, get a good pump. 
but I'm listening to music or half the time, honestly, now I'm listening to Twitter spaces of people debating. So <laughs> half the time I listen to Twitter I, I spaces. Can see, I can see how that makes you angry. Like, love liberals. Ah! <laughs> no, Trump said this. Ah! For those that, by the way, those are tuning in, I'm a constitutionalist. Uh, my name is John Burke. This is my good friend, Uta Reamer. He's a pew pew Jew. He's coming in studio today. Um, I'm a constitutionalist. I believe in our rights and I believe in those rights know no political side. But if I had to identify myself, it's going to be a conservatarian. I'm conservative economically, culturally. I'm more liberal-esque, but that's the whole live and let live. I don't want my views being forced on other people and vice versa. So that's where that's where I stand on yeah. that one. So if you're, if, you're, if you're tuning in for the first time, make sure you hit the follow button. We got, uh, dang, 2.5 thousand people watching. That's crazy. Wow. I better not screw this up by making a racist joke or something. <laughs> Goddamn crackers. <laughs> <laughs> this ain't your daddy. We'll never be on Fox. I'll never be on Fox. Yeah. But yeah, so like that's the kind of music now I listen to. Yeah, I don't blame um, you. And it's it's it just like coming here. I was listening to yeah the Baltic House Orchestra because it like, oh, yeah. like Trans Siberian Orchestra. That's a classic. Yeah, I that's know. A classic. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. It, it, especially now yeah. this time of year. It's oh, always bro, a classic. Yeah. yeah, tickets. I was looking at getting tickets for them, and it's just like, dude, they're expensive. Are they really? Oh, they're expensive. Thanks, Joe Biden. No, it's expensive. It's not cheap. It's not cheap to celebrate the holidays. Damn it! <laughs> celebrate the birth of our Lord and save. Well, no. Present company excluded, you know, when you're not murdering them. <laughs> but yeah, we've been going for, man, we're about two hours. we got to wrap this thing yeah, up, babe. let's do it. Where can everybody find you at? You can find me across social media at the Pew Pew Jew. Spell or it for us, please. T-H-E-P-E-W-P-E-W-J-E-W. And same thing with my website, thepewpewjew.com. Appreciate you coming on today, my man. It's always always a pleasure to have a, absolutely have you over here and give us some insight into Jewish culture, what's going on in the world out there with the whole Israel Hamas thing, and uh, yeah, but glad you, you and your family are doing good. Thank and you. And then how you encourage people to arm themselves, train themselves, yeah. specifically Jews right now. We got again all these Palestinian protests. Like these people are not. This ain't America's best. Nope. Mostly peaceful protests. No. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah. yeah, people ask me, they're like, "Hey, do you still wear your yarmulke out in public?" Are you, aren't you afraid? I said, no, nah, I put on a spare magazine. That way it makes them afraid, you know? <laughs> it, it does, uh, yeah. It's a shame it even comes down to that, man. Yeah, 100%, 100%. I said this for a while. It's like I, I saw a lot of anti-Semitism coming from the Fuentes Groypers, and they've been that way for years. But it was without any teeth. And I still think a lot of this is without teeth. But I certainly wouldn't treat it that way. I certainly, I, you know, you have to take every threat seriously. Yeah. Well, most threats seriously. But the level of anti-Semitism, and I'm not talking about the criticisms of the state of Israel. I'm talking right, about right. Legit, like, legit Jew anti- hatred. Right. That you're just kind of like, where the hell did this come from? And then it, it kind of speaks to the point of why Jewish people tend to have their own communities. I'm not against that. Blacks have their own communities. Irish, it doesn't matter. If that's where you feel safe, by all means, that's right. your right to do it. But there's a lot of Jews that take the adoption or adopt the stance of, or more, more probably inherited, that it's like you have to be careful because look what's going on right now. Imagine, put yourself in that positioning to right. where it was like, say, for example, South Africa and you're white. They're committing genocide of white people over there. Yeah, Blacks are ganging up and murdering white South Africans. Put yourself in that position. But yet they haven't gotten violent yet. Right. But they're calling for it. Oh, they're calling for it. Um, I oh, know. it's clear as day. Even I get messages. So you sound like a Zionist. I'm yeah. like, uh, here's the other thing. I, I don't get the whole Zionist thing is a bad thing. Like, I personally don't support it, but that just means that, look, if that's what the Jewish people want to have their own state, sovereign state, then go and take it. Right. I don't care. None of my business. I don't practice it. I'm not against it. But when people say, it's like, oh, you support Jews having their own country, it's like, well, China does. Japan does. 
A lot of countries, yeah. based upon ethnical, they have it. And it's like, okay, fair enough. But ultimately, when somebody tries to accuse you, you're such a Zionist, I'm like, do you even know the meaning of that word? Yeah, no, it's... Because coming from like a principle like where I'm at, it's like, I don't believe in giving Israel that much support. No, it's like, but I do believe in their right to defend themselves. As right. with, and that's universal. Yeah. But when you, you, you showcase this towards Israel, then the true anti-Semitism starts coming out, but not in the sense of, like I said, criticizing the state, but in your show of support, or, oh, so you're Israel first. It's like, I didn't say that, but why are you assuming that? Right. You know why you're assuming that. Yeah. Like, stop with this nonsense. And I don't call people anti-Semite in the way that the liberal calls, you know, the common conservative a bigot. Or, no, these, these, these words lose all definition or all meaning because they get so drugged through the mud for purposes of buzzwords or dog whistles to, to push a narrative. Right. But with anti-Semitism, it's, it's doing the same thing. And I think they're doing it intentionally to say like, everything's anti-Semitism. It's not true. There's, right. there's a lot of accurate criticisms of Israel's state, of what Netanyahu has done. That's not anti-Semitism. No, no, no. It's like the people who call out uh, George Soros and then all these Jews harp Did on you, them you ever, like, in 2023, think on your bingo card, you'd have liberals defending Soros, saying that if you criticize Soros, that's anti-Semitism? No, the same guy that sold out Jews in the yeah. hall. You're kidding me with this. He well, should be dead. Well, look. This it, guy should have been shot in the head it, a long look, time ago. Keep, keep in mind, and I I had, you know, I was on Fox News a few weeks ago. Oh, good for you. Yeah, my, my father, I was on Laura Ingram. My oh, Fox nice. News interview was pretty cool. Scared out of my mind. I bet. Uh, that's big league. Yeah, it's big league, but... Uh, you know, I, well, I mean, we got 2,300 viewers here. I mean, no, that's, that's not a million, but you know, yo, thank uh, you for coming to our humble show. Wow. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. What you're wrong. But no, um, I said, and this is what we were talking about arming Jews and how much I'm training them. Yeah. And the one takeaway that everyone got, I said, in, in terms of, you said liberal Jews, right, protect, right. I said, liberal Jews tend to worship liberalism before they worship Judaism. Oh yeah. For and, sure. and like yeah. that, everyone, was, everyone, everyone <laughs> did it like nine times. Everyone was just like, Poof. all the liberal Jews, like, he's wrong. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's pretty right. Yeah, a bunch of ginos, right? <laughs> Jew, Jews in name only. But um, a gino that a sounds gino. like a term for like a medical condition for, for a, a woman. woman. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Um, you got the gino. I'm sorry. Yeah, so but uh, you should probably tell your partners. <laughs> but I said that on Laura Ingram's show, and yeah. like that's like the big takeaway. Good. And did that help your following? Not as much as I was expecting, really. But but again, it was only like a three minute segment. Like they didn't have still, yeah. but I mean, I definitely saw an uptick, but That's not good. you yeah. know, not massive. Um, yeah, my community was like, hey. I, my, yeah, my my phone was blowing up. That's awesome. Um, from tons of people, like, hey, we were watching Fox News. We didn't know you were going to be on there. Yeah. Uh, do you know Zeke Stout? Zeke Stout. Yeah, he no. runs the Modern Gun School. He was he had his own show on Discovery Channel. Okay, so nice. he, he's a great guy. Got freaking like six nine. Paul Bunyan looks like Paul Bunyan. Mm -hmm. um, like he texted me while I was on the show. Like I felt my phone vibrating, <laughs> and I. Oh yeah, you can't do that. Right, I've been, on, I've been on a few of those situations. Put your phone away, like because no, you're gonna no, feel no, it going it was, off. It, right, I, I should have put it mm -hmm. somewhere else, but it was in my pocket. Rookie mistake. Yeah. I get it. Yep. Um, but you got to be so laser focused. So laser focused. You got millions of Muldoons watching you right now, and you better get it right. Like I remember. I'm sorry. I let me. I don't mean to cut you. No, go it's ahead. fine. Go it's fine. Ahead. No, no, but it, it was just funny because. Because like I, it also like you know right. You're not. I'm not talking to Laura Ingram. You're talking to a yeah a freaking but, camera. Yeah. Like you're just staring. Yeah. So like you just hear it in your head. You just like, hear it in your head, God. right? But like my phone, <laughs> like my buddy Zeke texted me. He goes, "Dude, I'm traveling. I'm literally." He takes a picture of his feet on a bed, like he's lying down, mm -hmm. and he goes, "I'm on my phone messing around, and all of a sudden I hear." Our next guest is Yehuda Reamer. He goes, I look up and your ugly face is right there on <laughs> national TV. He goes, I made a big yeah, 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 yeah. 
So uh, I'm going to totally blow up and forget all you peasants. Yeah, pre- pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. No, no, no. That's but, good, man. That That's awesome for you to get your message out there. Yeah. The Second Amendment, dude, that knows no race, no creed, no religion. That's for everybody. That, 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 for that is for a free people. A free people. And yep. people need to realize that because I saw some dude was baiting on Twitter. He's about like, I wonder if conservatives like really believe in minorities owning guns, huh? It's like, do you not get what the Second Amendment is? A hundred percent. Do you not see the Second Amendment community? Then they can like, fight back against yeah. you liberals trying to control them as pawns for identity politics and milking everything out. It's like, yeah. hey, we're going to keep you poor, but you're going to keep voting for us because right. we're going to keep you poor. And yet we're going to give you promises of this illusion of what we're going to do. And they never do. They never do. They never do. Yeah. Did you see Trump got the BLM endorsement? I did see that. The Trump team on Twitter is like, you got the BLM endorsement. It's like, oh, good job. It's like, this is the BLM. These are grifters. No, yeah. here's the deal. Like, Trump's pulled out some big donors, of course. A lot of people have. But anybody, like, taking the BLM seriously is like, these are grifters extraordinaire. Like, I would never be bragging. Or, like, he, he bragged he got, he got endorsed by Waka Flocka. It's like the same guy that said, fuck the police. Well, well done. Well, well done. Yeah. yeah, good job. Good job. Excuse my F word. I'm, I'm, trying, to, I'm trying to rain in the cussing. I apologize. But, no, I, I'd... Uh, yeah. In terms of being laser focused, I'd been on that doctor show years ago. It was my first time. I flew out to, they flew me to LA. They bring me on this television show. I never even had a microphone. I never worked with a microphone before. So it was all new. I'm like, whoa, right. this is like big deal. Now it's like, whatever. But I get in there and I, I forget that like, you've got to be laser focused, but really articulate your words. Yeah. Cause I told him it's like, people were not meant to be sedimentary. I meant to say sedentary. I was like, oh, and people were like, you're not supposed to be a rock. No, duh. And I was like, well, you know, it's like, no, nah, I I, in my mind, I was saying sedentary, but I said sedimentary. I was like, oh, geez. Still there. You can still go back and watch yeah, it. Yeah. I, yeah. I, it's funny. I still feel like I remember slurring one or two of my words yeah. on the Laura Ingram show. You become hyper-focused. And, and, and that's the only thing I remember. No, oh, yeah. I'm yeah. like, oh, God, I screwed it up. Well, you always talk to like, the negatives. Right, you yeah, always, yeah. I sounded like such an idiot. And like everyone's telling me, though, you did a great job. I'm like, yeah. no, I didn't. I did a crappy job. No, you know, like, no. but again, it's it's in your mind, right? I it's, think, it's, you know, people got to get out of that that mindset of you need to go up there and act like a professional, like stoic. It's like, no, dude, be yourself. Like, because that's what, that's what people are going to fall in love with. Right. When you're up there, and that, don't get me wrong, a time and a place for everything. Right. But I, I told people, like, I got invited to the debates in Alabama. I'll be streaming in Rumble's thing. I guess I, I just got an email from them saying, you know, what do you need to stream with? I was like, wait, I'm streaming now? I was like, oh, crap. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing here. But I can guarantee you, it's not going to be one of these, 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 uh, performances just like right. well we're here alive and i was like no they tune in to see you as you as are you as you right an actual personality with some actual personal things about you they they prefer right the talking heads they get boring there's yeah. no i don't know like i cannot listen to greg gutfield i don't feel comedy he's not funny jesse waters is a moron i'm sorry i don't like these people they're boring sean hannity is the biggest trump ass kisser out there and nobody loves to hear themselves talk more than sean hannity so i'm like Tucker Carlson was good until he became a Trump loyalist. Like, dude, I lost all respect for your journalistic integrity, but I still listen to a lot of his stuff. Right. You got to pick and choose. Of course, you know, you're never going to find the perfect journalist because journalists are a dime a dozen. You right. Know? But when it comes to news personality, I mean, everyone's going to have their thing. Some people love Theo Vaughn right. as a, a podcaster. He's v- I love Matt Reif. I think he's hilarious. Oh, Some he's people don't. so funny. Oh, he's great. He's great. Yeah. Oh, my God. He I saw is. these ugly feminists online saying, he's only gotten as far as he did because of his looks. Like, no, babe. It's like, no, he he's good. He's good. And he's an equal opportunity offender. Oh, bro, he is. But he, he walks that line like Andrew What's-His-Face. Um not Tate. That guy beats women. <laughs> Andrew, what's his face? Chad, who am I thinking about? The Andrew dude. He's like really, 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 really good. Um, what, what's his name? Andrew. 
Is he a comedian? He's a comedian, yeah. Um, he just he recently blew up too. Got a Netflix special. He does a lot of podcasts. Oh, is he the one with the mustache? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was yeah. his name Andrew? Actually, I, I, I don't. We DM'd for a few times. I I um, I, I know who you're talking about, yeah. but. Um, no, he said, I love this. Like this dude's like Trump loyalist. Whoa, bro. I knew I avoided this guy's show for a reason. I, was like, I can actually back my claims. You can't. So if, Schultz. Thank you. Andrew Schultz. Oh, very good comedian. Yeah, hilarious. You see, this is what I love. Anytime you criticize Trump on here, it's like, oh my God, bro. I've criticized, I criticize everybody. Yeah. So if you don't like that fact, well then fuck off. I don't care. Right. No, I, you're going to get I, it from both ends on this show. Don't even sit there and make any, I'm not afraid to offend you and your feeble sensibility. Trump was not pro 2A. Trump freaking it, yeah. led to a operation warp speed. Did you memory hole that? DeSantis says some things I don't like. But you're going to get fair on here. You're not going to get biased opinions like Trump's a god king. Absolutely not. So if this show ain't for you, move on, brother, because go go listen to Kimberly Goldfall where they suck off Trump. Absolutely not. I'm a constitutionalist. Yeah. I don't care. End of story. Yeah. Nothing more. Yeah. No, Matt Reif. Um, oh, he does a great job. He has one skit, and I don't remember exactly what he was saying, but he made like a hail Hitler joke. Yeah. And then he's like, okay, wait, wait, did anyone get that on camera? Please don't post that because blah, 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 blah. You know, like I'm definitely going to cancel. Know. And I saw that and I was peeing in my pants. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was so funny. I feel like society's ready for it now. I think with the, if you had George Carlin's today, they'd have been canceled. But I think we've seen the pendulum swing so far into the progressive left when it comes to the arts. People are like, this isn't funny. Right. What you're, what you're doing is not funny. You know what's funny? controversial racist stuff it's hilarious yeah. it is hilarious yeah and people i love how we sit there in these chairs with these straight faces sitting there pretending like it's not it's like bro i've laughed my ass off at some of the most racist heinous jokes there are like stop with this nonsense it's funny as hell uh, i mean I, you, you cannot sit there and regulate humor no you can't for the sake of not offending people i mean it, it's funny that's like, what makes it funny in my household <coughs> in my household holocaust jokes are allowed absolutely um and absolutely it drives my wife crazy but like my I, like I I have a seven year old who about four years ago when he was three years old he was playing really nicely upstairs it was time for dinner and if you look oh. at the, if you look at this kid he is freaking Hitler's dream child right like <laughs> blonde hair like like blonde blonde hair yeah. big blue eyes and we're like hey, he came from you my wife's blonde hair blue eyes oh okay okay yeah. okay fair I, married, I, I should probably know that I, like, bro. I married up there um, you go. But uh sounds like the perfect solution. Yeah. Hey yo <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't pass on that one, sorry. But no, so so he's upstairs and we're like, Hey bud, it's time for dinner, come on down. And he was playing so nicely, he got upset that he had to stop playing mm. a three year old and he comes down stomping his feet. And my wife just looks at me, she goes, Don't say it. Don't say it. And I just turned to my three year old, I'm like, Hey buddy, where did you learn to goose step or does it just come naturally? <laughs> And my wife is just like, I told you oh not to say God. it. I told you not to. And like, but like, he doesn't know what's going yeah, on. He yeah. doesn't know. And my wife does, but yeah. like, she laughed after yelling at me. Yeah. But it's just one of those things that walk back to the bedroom when you're sleeping on the couch. Worth it. Yeah, totally worth, worth it. it. But like my my oldest, uh, he's 14 now, and he thinks. You know, I asked him. I said, Hey, bud, how tall is the grass in Germany? <laughs> and he goes, How tall? I'm like, This tall, <laughs> right? And like. He's my fourth uh, He thought that was hilarious. Absolutely. They're kids. They haven't been, right? they, they haven't had that nonsensical. Uh, right. You so, know. but like I'm teaching my kids to laugh. have, you got to laugh at it. Laugh, bro. have thick yeah. skin. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know, I don't know if I showed it to you last time I was here. I don't know. I don't know if I came up with it, but like I, this is literally when I do. <laughs> I criticized Trump. We went from like 2,300 viewers down to 1,700. <laughs> <laughs> 
Bye. <laughs> so this is. I, I also praise Trump when he does good, but apparently people just want to live in their echo chambers. By all means, go ahead. So this is literally when I get anti-Semitic comments or like mm. Holocaust jokes online. Yeah. This is literally what I sent to people. He's handing me his phone. It's uh, oh, I've seen this. Yeah, Hitler's. I've had it up to here with your jokes. He's right? doing these. Like, hail. Yeah, yeah. You've got to. When I'm using that, there's nothing you can say. Right. When you take from them, yes. Everything, right? There's nothing yeah. you can possibly say to me. Absolutely. That I haven't heard already. That A, yeah. I haven't heard already, or B, that I'll let it bother me. Well, P, yes, and people tend to forget that specifically on social media is that when you see a comment that you just want to respond to and just nuke them, it's like, but you got to realize something. If you're going to sit there and claim it doesn't bother you, then you got to laugh at it and let it go. If you if you get back to it and you you know you're committing so much energy on something like that, it does come off as if it is bothering you. Yeah. But in in certain in certain situations though, I do know that like when you give a detailed explanation on some things, it's the, the purpose of for, for me. It's like to educate other people. It's like look, I hope somebody reads this thread, and this is why I'm writing this out. If it's like something to do with politics or how government works or something like that. But with uh, with with just trolls and stuff, bro. Oh, you gotta laugh at them. Oh, I'll even join in with them. Say, bro, you look like you suck three dick. It's like, bro, I'm on it, bro. That's a typical yeah. Tuesday night in my house. Yeah, it's. What it, are you gonna do? You, what are you gonna do? You gotta let it just. Yeah. Roll. That's why I say him. That's why I love Matt Reif. Well, oh dude, Matt. He's he's not even that bad. He was. No, he's no George Carlin. He's good. He's he's like, good. I, Andrew Schultz, I think, is even more edgy than Matt Reif. Andrew Schultz like really knows how to walk that line. Like he crosses it and then comes back. I mean, well, I, he's would, good. I, I would love for you to get Matt Reif in here, bro. He's he's too big. He's, I know he's, he's too, too big. big. I mean, yeah. a year ago you could have got him. Yeah, probably. But good I mean, for him on his success, though. No, and that's absolutely. all through TikTok. Yeah, all through TikTok. He, he blew up on TikTok, and it's funny because he, he talks about it. Yeah, how he that, held yeah. off of TikTok for yep. years. Then he posted that one video, and boom, boom. millions of views. Yep. And now he's a household name. Yep. And bro, good for you. Netflix, and oh, I think he just had an Amazon special, yeah. which I have not watched. But, I mean, yet. the one thing he needs to do is capitalize on this because it's going to go away. Yeah, and you know. Comedians' careers peak and capitalize yeah. on this. I can see that guy being an actor, though. Yeah, I can see him being an actor. Yeah. Well, bro, we've been yeah. going uh, for man. We were on two, two, and two, two and fifteen. But anyway, appreciate you being here, folks. If you could hit that like button, follow button over here on Rumble. It's just John Burke. Appreciate it, my good friend Uta Reamer coming into the show. He's got his new book on the Pew Pew Jew, the Pew Pew Jew dot com. You can pick the hold the book up one more time. What is this called? Spot Gilly. Spot Gilly. This is a great kids book. It's basically, where's Waldo but for the army? There you go. Can't get any better than that. Uh, and again, tell everybody where they can find you at. ThePewPewJew.com or across social media at ThePewPewJew. PewPewJew.com. There you go. I follow you on Twitter so all the time. We'll definitely give a shout out on the show after Appreciate this. Appreciate so. it. Thanks for being here, folks. Don't forget to check out ShellShockCBD.com. We're still running our Black Friday special code BF25. Don't miss out. I think today is the last day. Maybe it's over. I don't know. I should probably know that. It's my company. I should, you know, they, don't, they don't tell me much around here. So anyway, appreciate you tuning in. If you could, hit that thumbs up, hit like, hit subscribe over on Rumble. We'll be coming back to you tomorrow right here, 12 p.m. CST at the All-American Savage Show podcast. And as always, stay savage, America. Where the rooms by the dozen Right in the middle of the town A fine tin roof With the real wooden floors below